five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, and our Erev Shabbos broadcast is coming to you from Yom NCSY on the campus of Bar Ilan University in Israel. We are, uh, of course, not broadcasting live at the moment. This is Yom NCSY's Thursday night celebration, the culmination of an amazing day of gathering all the NCSY summer programs together from all parts of Israel. Uh, last night, as you know, and a radio show that you heard on Thursday morning, uh, we were with uh, NCSY Kolel and highlighting some of the great work that's being done in general with NCSY's summer programs. Today we are at Yom NCSY, and David Cutler is with us to kick things off. He's the director of the NCSY summer programs, and I welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you. I don't know if I'm saying good evening, good morning. <laughs> I'm a little confused, but uh, it's, it's great to be here again. Thank Either you. Either one will suffice. Uh, this is, for you, this is the, uh, <laughs> the culmination of 10 months of work, because we were let in on a secret last night that the logistics for this evening really does take about 10 months. It really does. It's uh, Baruch Hashem. I, I'm a bundle of excitement, nerves, uh, just really excited. Thank and here God. it is. The Thank event's God. finally the happening. The event's finally huh? here. Thank God. And where did Yom NCSY begin? Uh, who thought of the idea that all these summer programs that are together in Israel at the same time should be together for one night in the same place? So I'll be honest with you. I'm hoping, I don't know if anybody's listening to this, <laughs> but about eight years ago we decided it would be a good idea. We had a lot of kids in Israel, so we decided just let's have a program just to get everyone together and kind of show off that we had a lot of kids in, in one place in Israel. So we thought it was a brilliant idea to bring everyone down to the great synagogue and serve some ragalach. That's what we did. And so we had a couple hundred kids, and there was a pigua right down the block, so we were delayed, and the guest speaker was delayed. And it was probably the worst event we ever ran in our lives, like for real. But two days later, we ran a program called Yom TJJ. It was the first summer we had five buses of TJJ. And we ran exactly what we sing here pretty much. It was at Gan Soccer, and it was a tremendous barbecue followed by a Chaim David concert. And that led to the format that we currently have now, which obviously that, that was a couple hundred people. This Tonight we're uh, probably just under 2,000, uh, where it, the, you have the barbecue, you have everybody coming together, uh, followed by a mega event with uh, an incredible lineup. Those watching on the video at NahumSiegel.com can see behind us the beautiful amphitheater here at Bar Ilan, the lovely stage as it's set up for a great concert performance. And an opportunity for uh, people from all over Israel, for your summer programs from all over Israel, to really come together for the only time this summer. They will not be together like this again yeah, this during is this it. entire this is, stretch. Uh, this is a crazy... Everyone looks... This has become the highlight, really, of the summer. It's become uh, almost a, a thing of its own. And uh, Baruch Hashem, the excitement... You'll see as everybody comes in now for the next uh, 20 minutes or so, the excitement in the air. It's hard to get quiet tonight. Certain people have enough talent <laughs> uh, to, to get quiet, but it's not... For the speaker, sometimes it's not pretty. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, largest gathering ever, as you mentioned, of course, because the summer programs now, you're enjoying its largest attendance ever. This is something we spoke about yesterday, an incredible number of the students from the United States, from Canada, from other parts who come together to be part of the NCSY summer programs. Tonight, you're going to announce, you've already uh, hinted, and more directly than hinted, at the fact that you're going to be announcing more programs next summer. We spoke about the fact that uh, registration for next summer will open immediately after, this, after these summer programs end, when they land back in the United States. So the momentum, the incredible momentum, the incredible energy that's felt here tonight, you get to feel all year round as it just keeps, I don't know, it just seems to keep building and building and building. We do. So this this actually, this is this, the way it falls out this year is TJJ is almost ending next week. So right. it, it kind of like, it's the culmination for their summer, but our other programs are only here for only a week or two. So this uh, this this gives them the energy to, 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 to springboard for the rest of the summer. 
Uh, and then immediately, like I said, right when they get back, immediately pre-registration opens for next year. Uh, and then the, the programming starts throughout the year. All of our programs have reunions. Uh, this year we're going to make a very big focus uh, on our follow-up programming. We do, we've done a pretty good job in the past, but I'd say this year we have, we've hired some extra staff to actually specifically focus on follow-up programming. Because, with the, again, like I said, the relationships that we build are not just not just one summer and done. These are lifelong relationships. Sure. And we, uh, we keep these relationships certainly through high school. And now we have something called the Senior Specialist, which we've hired now across the country. And we actually are, are monitoring kids as they come out of 12th grade, coming into making sure they go to Eretz Yisrael, knowing where they go. And for those who don't go to Eretz Yisrael, we're actually following them onto their college campuses and hooking them up with a Jewish life. Uh, on campus as well. So we're, we're really, you know, we're starting with kids as young as 6th, 7th, 8th grade, actually 4th grade in Camp Maor, and uh, really following them in through their college. So it's, uh, it's a year-round exciting, uh, exciting job. Before this evening, before we started this evening, uh, I had the opportunity just to meet a couple of uh, participants. And I met a young man from Miami, asked him what he's doing here. He says that he is a former TJJ member who is now a TJJ Madrich. Pretty cool, huh? It's amazing. By the way, you know, it's very common. There was a Shabbaton that I went to in New York uh, probably about three years ago. And I would say over half the advisors on that Shabbaton were on summer programs three years before that. <laughs> and uh, so it's very fulfilling. Now that I'm here, you know, Baruch Hashem, ten and a half years as summer programs director, eleven and a half in, in the system, you really get to see. Somebody came over to me tonight who's a Rebbe on Kohl. This is tonight. And he said, I want you to know I came two years on, on Kohl. The second year you, you made it possible so that I got a large scholarship. Uh, and now I'm a Rebbe in Chicago with my family, and, uh, and Baruch Hashem, I'm here now as a Kolel Rebbe. And I want you to know I appreciate everything, uh, you know, the, the full circle has, has, has come, so it's, uh, it's fantastic. And I asked this uh, gentleman from Miami, did you go to a certain high school, thinking of, you know, Yeshiva High School? He goes, no, I went to public school. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, wow, and now he's Madrid on TJJ. David Cutler is here, he's director of NCSY Summer Programs. Plenty of information, just search NCSY Summer, and we, of course, recommend that anybody out there, a parent, a... Uh, a teacher, a rabbi in a community who knows of a student that, that would benefit from any of these programs, encourage them to explore them, and encourage them, if need be, to be in touch with people like you and others at the OU in terms of uh, scholarships, etc. That's something you take very seriously. On that topic, uh, every dollar raised through the Safer Torah campaign, which is going to culminate tonight, we'll explain all that in a moment, uh, is going to scholarships for the summer programs. Correct. Uh, tonight we're dedicating the Safer Torah. It's funny, you mentioned before about the uh, TJJ uh, boy who's now a madrich. Right. The boy who's finishing the Torah with us tonight was a boy who went on TJJ a couple years ago, is now on the Kolo program as, as a participant. Uh, so he's coming up and finishing the Torah tonight uh, with, with a few of us. Uh, so the Torah tonight, my, my wife and I wrote the Torah in memory of my parents, and we decided to use it as a fundraising opportunity for uh, our biggest passion in this world, which is NCSY Summer, which is a life-changing uh, opportunity for thousands of kids. We have over 1,200 kids this summer. Our goal is to get to 2,000 by 2020. Our goal is to raise $150,000 through the Torah. As of this moment, we're at a little over 140, so we're almost there. Money's coming in as we speak, thank God. <laughs> and uh, so, our, and every penny of that is just for summer program scholarships and for the growth uh, of our programs over the next several years. It's amazing. Uh, and as you said, in memory of your parents, uh, the actual celebration tonight will be uh, in the third hour of the uh Yom NCSY, third hour that we're going to be here, and it's going to be, I would assume, a really rocking scene. I would assume so. <laughs> God willing, that is the plan. That's for God sure. Uh, and I ask you, David Cutler, just to look behind you for one second and just give me your impressions of all this. I know you said uh, how it all began and what it's going to be like, the largest crowd ever. Now that you look at it from this vantage point, any additional thoughts? So Yom NCSY, why it's so important, this is the essence of who we are. As you see, 
Every group has their own T-shirts. So every group has a different, TJJ is yellow, uh, Colel is blue, TJJ, AP, every color, every color is different for their own groups. But tonight we're one family. You could be someone who's never kept a Shabbos in your life, never been to Eretz Yisrael in your life, or someone who sits in the base medrash and learns most of the day. Uh, tonight we are all one large family in the same roof celebrating together uh, in an incredible way. And that's why it, it literally, Yomensky's why is literally our essence. So, uh, you know, we fought very hard, you know, financially to make this program where, it, where, it's, where it's come to. And now, like I said, it's, it's a given. People have come to Eretz Yisrael specifically for this program tonight. <laughs> we have people who flew in for a four-day weekend just to, just to be at this, at this program. And uh, I can't tell you how fulfilling it is. This, the energy is to see everybody coming in, you know, with their shirts. I mean, I know we're going to run late, which I guess most Jewish events usually do. <laughs> um, but really, at 8.30, I hope this place goes dark, and uh, you'll see the energy is fantastic. Well, congratulations. Thank Mazel you. tov. An amazing you. accomplishment. Thank you for having us here. And continued success. You're doing a lot of great things for a Jewish youth in North America. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you here, and uh, we encourage everyone to reach out. We're uh, Baruch Hashem. We're, it's an honor to serve the Jewish community, to, to work with the OU, our, por- our parent organization. Can't say enough about working with the OU and the Orthodox Union uh, and NCSY. It's very fulfilling, uh, and it's, just, it's a wonderful thing that we do, and uh, we're, we're so proud of what we do for the Jewish community, and in particular uh, these teams. Well, you should be. David Cutler, thank you. Congratulations thank you so again, Mazal Tov, on the big occasion. Tonight, Yom NCSY. The Cutler's dedicating the Sefer Torah in memory of David's parents. That celebration is coming up later. It's part of the program here tonight. By the way, we should mention that uh, the world of Jewish music is well represented here this evening. Both Shlomo Katz and Benny Friedman are part of the program. They will be here. Uh, Hopefully they'll join us on the air, in fact, at some point. Uh, But whether they do or not, they are going to be uh, featured here at Yom NCSY on stage. Miriam L. Wallach joins me. We'll get her impressions Look behind you before you sit down. Isn't that amazing? Pretty incredible, huh? Welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The sun <laughs> is setting and we're saying good morning. Yeah, not bad, right? So far, a pretty good scene, no? Oh, it's it's pretty cool. In, um, in general, the programming this week, frankly, yeah. has been incredibly cool. And I'm not saying that lightly at all from... Starting out our programming 30,000 feet above the Atlantic. That was fun. We don't know of anyone else who's ever done an hour and a half straight radio really, broadcast from a plane. We really need to tr- check, like... Trust uh, me. You know. We're keeping that distinction no matter what. <laughs> I'm not handing it over to anybody. No, certainly not. We need I, a plaque for it. Uh, we need a, uh, a Guinness. Yes, we need something we like need, that. And yeah. we have a lot of witnesses. It should be easy. Do we have video? No, I have pictures. Yeah, we have pictures and we and have we witnesses. Have, and Frankly, we have the sounds of the, the engines in the background. Signed affidavits we'll get. Exactly. So we began with that programming, which was incredible. And that took us to the hangar right. for the ceremony of Nefesh Benefesh. We then went to Rigavim and heard unusual, incredible work being done on behalf of the State of Israel. We went to NCSY Kolel last night, which was Wednesday night, right. for anybody who was particularly confused about the chronology of our programming. Right. Um, we went Wednesday night, was part of the finishing of the Safer Torah, which will be really finished tonight, and then came here tonight, Thursday night, to be at what is, I mean, frankly, the party of the century Incredible for NCSY scene. campers who are on Israel NCS, NCSY Israel programs. There are kids dancing on both sides of the Mechitzah already. There are Israeli flags being waved. And we should mention, I'm not sure that if you mentioned already with David, I apologize, but we should mention that 
every team, every group has its own, is color-coordinated. Right. Did you mention this already? Yeah, he mentioned that they have their own color, and in addition to that, yet they're all considered one big happy family. Yeah, and that's beautiful. But what's cool is that in a minute we're going to see them all seated right. in color order or whatever color that is, and they all have a cheer that is definitive <laughs> and distinctive to their group. And I am sure that our listeners are going to not only be able to see a lot of the activity, but also hear those cheers going on. Well, I kept hearing that bus number six is the best bus. That's what I kept hearing earlier. Well, I guess we'll find out. That was the cheer I the, heard. Right, that was the cheer going on. The other thing we should mention, by the way, is just in reference to last night's program, we got Yesterday's a tremendous... Yesterday's JM in the AM. Correct. Yesterday's JM in the AM. Wednesday night's pre-record at uh, Mayer, right, at NCSY Colwell. We got a tremendous amount of beautiful feedback from people who really enjoyed the program, but specifically they enjoyed listening to the boys sing. Right. And that's something that I uh, that I hope we'll be able to give you tonight, is more of that teenage excitement, that youth, that exuberance that comes out in song. We've mentioned this so many times, how Jews are united in music, Jews are united in song. These are These are songs that we all know. There are songs that our generation sing that future generations have, will sing and that past generations have sung. And that there's so much power in Jewish music as a unifying front that when David Cutler says we're all one big happy family, there are going to be so many points tonight where everyone's singing at the top of their lungs the exact same song and that just belies the fact that we really are one big happy family. No question about it. It's, why it's one of the reasons it's so exciting and so inspirational. We should mention that... Um there are, there is one more broadcast we're going to be doing from Israel that Sunday from Yeshiva Makar Chaim in the Gush. You'll hear that on Monday, the first day of our three weeks format, uh, Monday morning at JM in the AM. And um, it's funny every time somebody walks by, it gets so distracted. Right, it, it becomes distracting <laughs> a little bit. But the, I also want to mention, as a parent of a child on the, one of the NCSY programs currently, who is in attendance here tonight. The fact that my daughter has already lost her voice and is not even a full week into the program is not because she's been screaming at people. It's because she's been screaming with people. And I think that that's just fantastic. There's, 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 a, lot of, there's a lot of good nachas. There's a lot of good enjoyment for us all, all to be shepping, just being a part of this. And with so many situations of disunity and disharmony, for this night to come together for everyone is really quite remarkable. It certainly is. And we have people to thank uh, here in Israel that have been taking care of us, including our friends at the Inbal Hotel in Yushalayim, our headquarters in Israel, in Yushalayim specifically. I want to thank our friends at Travel Cell, who have uh, provided a method of communication for us to be in touch with our family and friends and our amazing listeners back in the United States. Thank you, TravelCell.com. That's TravelCell.com. We'll give you that phone number a little later on in the show. I want to thank uh, our friends at Traveler's Choice who continue to take care of so many details for us, ever-changing details as this trip goes on. So thank you, Yassine Devorah at Traveler's Choice. And am I forgetting anybody? And I want to thank Mayor Cruder who helped kick off our amazing celebration at, uh, at Kennedy Airport by being there to document and photographically document uh, all the proceedings, and we appreciate that. Go to cruder.com, K-R-U-T-E-R.com for details. Yes. ZK also said that all of the video is up. All the videos are up, and this one is uh, is actually, you can watch it right now as we do the show at the Um 
Uh, I'm told that Matis is doing a special JM Sunday this coming Sunday. And I want to take this opportunity for a moment just to remind everybody about it. JM Sunday, believe it or not, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is the 200th installment of JM Sunday. Wow. Yeah, so Matis gets a He gets a, It's a little strange wishing a Matis love and show us over Tamas, but hey, why not? Well, we're not. We're <laughs> Correct. It's Arab Shabbos. But meaning Sunday. I understand. He celebrates. Um, so Matis Weingast presents JM Sunday this coming Sunday. And uh, he is going to feature a whole bunch of um, uh, a whole bunch of different things this coming Sunday. Starting at 7 a.m., he'll observe the fast day and start the three weeks format with a combination of a cappella music and Divrei Torah. He'll also interview Michael Haruni, creator and editor of the Nahalel series of Sidurim, inspirational format with amazing photography. You can go to nahalel.com to see what he'll be doing or who he'll be speaking to. And it is, in fact, the 200th JM Sunday show, so Mazaltov to Matas, and we thank him. He has been really an important linchpin in our network schedule, so Absolutely. I thank him very, very much. And uh, Shlomo Katz and Benny Friedman are scheduled to join us because they're going to be on stage right here, right behind us, very soon we, um, to kick things off. In fact, I think Benny's seriously kicking it off. I think he's the one who's going to be coming out on stage first to really start the celebration. Oh, I thought he was... Uh, he's not close. And he'll be at the end, ah, yes. Okay. He'll be at the beginning and the end. We had the opportunity to hear those sound checks. Yeah. Oh, they Let got great material planned. Shlomo Katz playing to Shoshana. That's right. That's a song written by his father. Unbelievable. That was beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, All right. Moving forward. What else? Anything else that we should talk about right now? We should also, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, remind our listeners that Benny performed for the Olim for Nefesh Benefesh. First of all, I've heard he's had an incredible week here in Israel. And you know how amazing Benny Friedman is and how popular he is. And how genuine. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. Um, when the Olim sat down. In the hangar at Ben Gurion Airport, they were greeted obviously by the MC of the event and by a couple of speakers. But really, I think they felt the first greeting was coming from Benny Friedman. He just belted out a couple of great songs, made everyone feel at home. Absolutely. So we and um, Shlomo Katz, by the way, when we spoke to him after his sound check, we went down down to the bottom of the amphitheater or the heart of the amphitheater to say hi to everyone. And Shlomo gave us great feedback that he had heard wonderful things from his performance from the Pinachama when we were here in February broadcasting with JM and the AM. And I will tell you that if anybody has an opportunity to go to that show, February the 11th, February the 11th, we were at Pinachama. You remember the encounter with the Israeli soldiers and all the other great interviews we conducted that day. Anybody has a chance to hear that archive and see it because it's on video as well. Right. And to see the Shlomo Katz performance, it was a great one. It was, it was really a great it one. It certainly was. We should also thank Shari Tzedek. Yes, Shari Tzedek Medical Center welcomed us again. The ever-expanding Shari Tzedek Medical Center, if, uh, if anybody in our group was paying careful attention, they heard about the stroke unit that is being really finalized. It's, yes. it's, I mean, soon it'll be, in, in 2016 it will be finished, and that is, anybody who knows anything about strokes knows that this is going to be a real lifesaver for a lot of people because it's all about cutting down on the time after a stroke is diagnosed and having the right equipment to take care of somebody. And they'll also have an opportunity to take care of a lot more people under, new, under this new arrangement, under this new um, setup that they're going to have. So that's just one aspect. There's a million other things going on at Shari Tzedek, as we keep telling people. That's just one thing that we saw and learned on uh, Wednesday morning, I think it was. Yeah. Yes, Wednesday. <laughs> Though I'm not exactly sure what today is. Yeah. Can I, also, can I also mention something sure. which only you and I have really appreciated, but just speaks to the greater growth of this unbelievable land? is the construction of the highways, the building of the tunnels. We are fortunate, Nachum and I are fortunate enough to be able to actually 
almost document the progress that we have seen in the building of a number of highways and overpasses, etc., on the way from the airport to Jerusalem. Now, I would say normal people would not be enjoying this as much as we are enjoying it, but it is fascinating to watch, and it is also just a kudos to the spirit of the country, the ingenuity, the hard work, the commitment to the land that we are going to keep building and building and building and building. And you see a certain speed and enthusiasm right. that it's built with, which is incredible. And seeing it go up like that and continue to build is just amazing. And there's one other thing I'd like to mention. Yes. Because sometimes I feel that this radio show and our network does things that represent a much larger group of people. Miriam Wallach and I today, meaning Thursday. Again, it's Thursday night. Right. Miriam Wallach and I uh, visited the Shiva House today. Um, and when I say Shiva House, I'm, and you're going to have to help me with the last name again. Rindanao. The Rindanao family. The Rindanao family uh, sitting Shiva in, um, in Netzer Khazani and at one of their children's homes. And today, in conversation with the rabbi the father of the lone soldier who was unfortunately killed in that terrible accident last Sunday, and with the mother of the soldier, uh, it just felt that we were representing more than just ourselves. It felt that we were bringing a message that it was important enough for us during our limited time here to really, again, to, to make them understand that there are people that we represent that want to be comforting to them. And I felt, that, I felt we were effective in that role. And I, uh, and I just want the listeners to know that, that I, I believe, because of the way we identified ourselves uh, from JM&AM, from the Nahum Siegel Network, and the conversation that ensued, that uh, they got the feeling that there were a lot of people with us there at that show call. I agree with you. I was particularly proud to have been there with you and to be representing the greater Jewish community in New York, New Jersey, and frankly, our entire listenership. Right. But more than that, when... Mrs. Rindanow, when Rebbitson Rindanow said, I listen to you every morning on my way home from work. Uh, I mean, she was blown away by the fact that you were there. And when we made it clear to them that this was a priority, we needed to do this. This was as important as so many other things that we're doing on this trip. They, it, it, it meant a tremendous amount. And when Rabbi Rindanow said to you, he couldn't, I mean... Everyone's comment was the same thing. Oh, I should have recognized you by your voice, which is obviously something we've heard a number of times. But more than that, when he said that he was part of the team that gathered to look for your father. In 2008. It was was like an unbelievable siyata deshmaya that we had come, that a program we were supposed to have at that time fell through, and so we were really able to fit it in at that moment, and that you were able to be... Makir Tov to somebody who had shown you a similar kindness. Years ago. Years ago. It's just, you the know, God, we, we always see God's hands in the most incredible ways, but man, that did he something. deliver us to that house today. That was something. So uh, I think it's important that we mention that, and uh, we, of course, extend our condolences to the entire family. Shlomo Katz is going to be joining us here at the JM&AM radio broadcast. Should we go to a song first? I think we should go to a Shlomo Katz song. We'll a and sh- if I know Nachum Siegel, <laughs> he will be going to his favorite 
Shlomo Cat song well, off of the newest album. I would say this is my uh, favorite Shlomo Cat song uh, that's recent. Right? I said off the newest oh, album. Oh, right, off the newest album for sure. Shlomo Cats, a song that he'll likely be doing later on on that epitheater stage, I Only bet. for you. Only for Only me? For Dedicated you. directly to me? Exactly. I thank Miriam L. Wallach, and I thank all of you for tuning in. Shlomo Cats, he's on, and he's next at JM in the AM. <laughs> Shlomo Katz, who minutes from now is going to be on stage on that amphitheater stage right behind us, which you'll see right now in the video at NachumSiegel.com. Shlomo Katz, it's Friday morning show, so I have to say Boker Tov to you. Boker Tov, a good Nerev Shabbos. A good Nerev Shabbos is right. How are you? It's so good to see you. It's special. Not twice, like we said before, twice 
in, in a, a few, few months, months on my home turf. I'm getting used to this. Oh, believe me, I hope All I right. get used to it soon. <laughs> uh, check out February 11th when Shlomo Katz did a live performance for us at Pinach Hamad. Check out the archive, everybody. It's well worth it. Well worth it. We heard you uh, preparing for this evening. It sounds like it's going to be an amazing show. What are your feelings when you see 2,000 Jewish youth come together for a night like this? This is one of my favorite evenings of the whole year. We've been privileged to do this for about... Ten years already. Are you serious? But every, but this is the biggest one. So yeah, honestly, and it's not not just saying it. Right, it's really one. ten years. This is ten years. This is the greatest. This is the biggest production yet. We're psyched. We're thankful to get to touch. Hopefully, touch and be touched by so many of Amisrael right now. And the feeling in down here is it's electrifying. It is amazing. It's electrifying. Shlomo Katz is with us. So does the world love Yismach Melech as much as I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, the world loves Nachum Siegel, so I guess they love. <laughs> Shkaya, it's, it's an amazing song. You will be playing it tonight. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. I would. Yeah. And, and I heard you preparing. One of your father's great songs. <laughs> is that going to be part no, of the That rep- was just to tease you and oh, bring you back it? to your chuppah. <laughs> I had a feeling that was what it was for. Believe me, you got a big thumbs up from us, that's for sure. Uh, how else have you been spending your summer? A lot of traveling, or are you here in Israel for the entire uh, summer? Actually, believe it or not, I actually I have a, I have a kahila now in the front. Bamet? <laughs> yeah. So You're I've the rabbi. Spending, I've been spending a lot of time with my kahila, yeah. You're Rabbi Katz. <laughs> yeah, thank God. It's, it's a dream. It's Does it continue to grow? Like, is it something that it it attracts more and more people? In what right neighborhood now. of Ephraim? Zayit. Oh, in Zayit. Wow. What street is it on? Uh, Pito Maktorin. Oh, I know Pito Maktorin. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love trying to convince people that I really know Efrat. Yeah. That's one place. Oh, I you're Chavarim were there. Oh, are you kidding? Go I love Efrat. If I'd moved to Israel, that's where I'd want to go right now. I'll tell you that much. And it's incredible to be in the Gush. It's amazing. And I say it like that is because you know, you know what people read and what the media says and how they don't understand how incredible a regular day in the Gush is. We have to set aside all that negative stuff and, and reinforce just how wonderful a neighborhood you live in. It's a dream that never gets old. It never gets old. And that's the greatest gift in the world. And I know that we're living in the place where Hashem is looking at all the time. I'm living at a place that I know Hashem is looking at. Incredible. You met Benny Friedman tonight? Yeah, right now. And he's now opening up the program. He is amazing. Yeah, we're going to do a, a few tunes later together. Phenomenal. Shlomo Tadarabah. Uh, thank you, Nachum. Thank you so Lots much for being here. Lachum. Great seeing you. He's the greatest. Shlomo Katz, everybody. And right now, as you... Tadarabah, Shlomo. Right now, as you listen and as you look, Benny Friedman is performing. And there is a lot of dancing going on. Look at that. ZK, let's get that scene. Oh, OMG. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah, you wonder about the future of our Jewish people. And I love seeing scenes like this and realizing that these are That's our right. Not just, not just scenes like this, but what you can't see in the crowd are the flags waving. It's, it's incredible. Look at this. I mean. Now we're stuck. Because we'd love to just do right. this. Oh, there's a show going yeah, on? Yeah, we'd love to show this the rest of the night. I mean, ZK, I'm going to put my mic towards here. Let's see what we can get. All right, Elon's going to, we're passing off the baton. Elon's going to get as close as we can. You know, I never, I never take videos of anything. I got to take this a video of unreal. this. I got to take a video of this. Wow. Can you hear that audio? Oh, yeah. Everybody, 
Oh, is that amazing? Benny Freeman opening up Yom NCSY. That was just incredible. And yes, the stage live looks just as good as it does. It stand the video does. looks just as good as it does live. And the number of uh, boys on one side and girls on the other just jumping up and down and enjoying the music and kicking things off. Just remarkable. I've said to you before, on a personal note, I've shared it with my family, and I mean it wholeheartedly, that I feel very fortunate as a person who thrives on music and a person who actually, in my, I'm saying this seriously, who needs music to survive, to be able to work <laughs> where I need to listen to music and have the opportunity to be part of live music presentations like this. I mean, this is incredible. I, I couldn't be luckier. Uh, yeah, we're all lucky when we get to see crowds like this and be inspired by the music that's been playing. Um, we have uh, behind us the videos that are playing, or I should say on the screens behind us, are videos of um, what I assume are NCSY Summer Program members right. just giving short messages and saying how much they love what's going on. I, I still have not met. I haven't met any kid in any neighborhood that really had a bad time here. You know what I mean? like, everyone just seems to have such a great time. David knows what he's doing. It's amazing. Like They yeah. just have a great time and they love coming here to the Holy Land and they he just enjoy it so much. No, they certainly do. They, they all have a great time and even for a, uh, a high school boy who's not completely completely effusive to hear from one of the Colwell boys last night. When I looked at him, I go, so, you know, typical teenage boy giving me monotonous, monosyllabic word. So, how's it going here? And he goes, good. I'm like, all right, that's great. You know, that's, that's an A-plus in so many teenage parents' books. That no it's, a, it's certainly a lot of fun. And no what's also interesting, by the way, is that this time slot is also supposed to be for Benny. So Benny actually has been on already. Oh. Remember? Well, Benny was on. No, I know. And of no, course, I'm saying, and of course right. his performance was on. Maybe he'll still make his way up here. Maybe. I'm sure he is making his way up here. We, what was genius, by the way, was that Benny came on without introduction. And I, I thought know. that that was so great. They didn't say his name, right? No. It was an MC, but I don't think he said they, the name. Right. They just, he just got on and made the house rock. Yeah. Um, it's JM and the AM, everybody. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Parsha's Bullock outside of Israel. 8 o'clock is candle lighting time in the New York, New Jersey area. And here we are. We're literally, and you'll see this on the video at NahumSiegel.com, we are literally on top of an amphitheater. We thought it was a big deal being on an airplane doing a show. I think this is pretty cool, being at the very top of the Bar-Ilan University amphitheater on a Thursday night as we look over the entire Yom NCSY proceedings. And it's funny, I say to myself as they're dancing, I guess these kids, once the dance is over, once the Eshtikva ends, they're going to be heading back to their seats. They ain't going nowhere. No, not so much. They are just because they know there's more coming. Why go back to a seat when you know somebody else is getting up to perform? I, it's funny. Until yeah. For any concert goer, you know, until the musicians leave the stage, stay exactly where you are. Exactly. And the uh, oh. what's, what's funny about the whole thing, and I think we're going to get a Shlomo Katz performance now, What's funny about the whole thing is I'm saying, I wonder if they even worried about having enough seats here in the amphitheater. It's irrelevant. It's totally they irrelevant. They don't need seats in this amphitheater. I don't know. Oh. Somebody's playing White Stripes. I don't know if, um, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen when Miriam Parrott speaks. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, when David alluded to the fact that? that it's not easy to get this crowd quiet. And some, most of the speakers are not effective at getting them quiet because you can imagine how. Do they need Nachum Siegel to Well, I don't know there? about that. I have a job to do here. Yes, but, actually, yes. But I, <laughs> I will tell you that it was interesting to hear him say that, that that's a concern. 
there's so much enthusiasm here that even for the greatest of speakers, and they have a great lineup tonight, it may, it may be difficult. What do we got here? Nice. Oh, that was not bad. That was a good one. That was good. That Who was is a, that? I don't know. We can evaluate it later. Remember, right. remember he does. Air, remember he does have the acoustics of the amphitheater in his back. Remember and he that. also has a mic. <laughs> and he also has kids that have already been revved up by Benny Friedman. <laughs> so he basically can tell them that they're out of water and that there'll be no snacks and they'll still get a cheer. Do people realize that these are the conversations that really do go on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, folks, this is not just. This is what we do. Exactly. Oh, what do we? Sit right here. Oh. Please find your seats for just a few moments. There you go. All right. Oh wow. Oh wow. Program. Look, look, the kids are moving. I know, they're actually going back. It is a JM and the AM broadcast for a Friday morning as we are Ladies celebrating with NCSY the unbelievable and incredible Yom NCSY as they're all together, thousands together here at the amphitheater in, uh, in Tel Aviv at Bar Ilan University. I think we should go to a Benny Friedman selection. Why well, I can't hear you. I think we should go to a Benny Friedman selection. I agree. Um, we'll do this one. Plenty more coming up if you keep it here, everybody. This is JM in the AM. And this is, in fact, Benny Friedman.
Benny Friedman, of course, here at JM in the AM, and he'll uh, be up here in a few. Oh, he will be up here? I hope so. He is, um, hopefully, he's scheduled to join us. He was just announced. He was just announced as part of the lineup tonight. He got the official introduction just now. Very, very uh, boisterous crowd right. greeted his name. Right. A lot of fun going on here. We actually have a phenomenal lineup of our own this evening. That's correct. I know that they are they are touting their own lineup from that stage, and I'm not taking anything away. But we will have uh, a number of the members of the 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 uh, NCSY program joining us on the air. And we'll have additional people who run programs for NCSY Israel, who we did not meet last night, who are joining us today, this morning, including Rabbi Dr. Noam Weinberg, who's running Jolt Israel, including uh, Rabbi Barry Goldfisher, who's running TJJ. And a number of other programs. So we have a lot going Akiva on in the show. Akiva Naiman of Built is supposed Akiva to be here. Rabbi Akiva Naiman yeah, also as well. If That'll anybody calls you Uncle 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 Malcolm, can I? Uh, I'm going to laugh. I'm just going to tell you. Hey, I I'm think his uncle. Great. <laughs> I think <laughs> that is true. I think and I'm very proud of him. You should be. You know, he's amazing. Well, I have yet to meet the famous Akiva Naiman. Oh, tonight's the night. Tonight is my night. Even when he was sitting next to ZK on that flight. Somehow or another, I was on the same plane. And remember what happened? I don't remember. You were you were getting on the plane, and he he called my name, and I stopped, and I was a few I don't know 50 feet behind, and and we had a whole conversation. And I didn't realize. And you said, "Who was?" I go, "Oh, I'd love to have met him." Right. The whole thing. So tonight is the night. We had to come back to Israel right. for this to happen. He's such a superstar. He certainly is. There you go. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, we'll hit the top of the hour soon, and we'll uh, bring on some of those guests that you just alluded to, uh, I do want to take this opportunity, and I, I wish I would know their phone number by heart, but soon I will. Our friends at Travel Cell have kept us uh, connected to our um, uh, fr- family, friends, relatives, and staff in the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, you want to rent a phone, Israel, or anywhere else, or uh, any type of uh, equipment that you might need, including my, including MiFi cards, uh, you go to... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the crowd is chanting, Alan Fagan. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Who will be joining us, actually, after he leaves the stage. If you want any information about phones or any type of service for Israel anywhere else, it's TravelCell.com or 718-382-6500, 718-382-6500. 
And I do remind everybody that uh, we have uh, Monday's JMNAM radio show being recorded on Sunday at the Shivat Makar Chaim. Not everybody in this audience realizes their role uh, in the last uh, few years in the Gush. We will talk about their role. We will talk about their present and future as well. And that will be coming up on Monday, the first day of our three weeks format. Matis on Sunday will present the 200th edition of JM Sunday. We wish him a mazel tov, and that will include the um, beginning of our acapella three weeks format. That will be happening Sunday between 7 and 9 Eastern Time on the stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. And if you want to comment on anything going on right now or anything that's happened this week, you can do so on the app. Make sure you have the NSN app for Android or for iPhone and go ahead and... uh, and comment. And now I get the whole situation. There you go. Now I get the whole situation. You know what I'm about to say. Uh, Alan Fagan, prominent member of the community and wonderful leader at the OU, and you can imagine what kind of role he's had with all of this over sure. the years. He's <laughs> trying very hard to speak, and, uh, and there's a very enthusiastic crowd who like to cheer their own program names as much as possible. And, uh, and Actually, he's encouraging it, isn't he? He is, by the he's way. Encouraging it. He's having a blast. Yeah. You know, Alan, and and we're going to hear from Alan and other members um, of the OU board, other very important members, influential members, and also just proud members of the programming that takes place tonight and that takes place with NCSY throughout the year, and specifically all of the programs over the summer. Right. There is a, I mean, he is just enjoying himself up there, not because he is appreciating the roar of the crowd, but because he loves the fact that kids are having fun in a safe and Torah environment. And I think that that speaks volumes to what NCSY stands for, what the OU stands for. It's it's really quite special. And uh, in the back of his mind, not that he would think this way, but uh, subliminally I'm sure he understands that leaders like himself are partly responsible for all of this. You know, he has a role in all of this, which is a great feeling. This is nachos. This is fruits of your labor. Exactly. So certainly fruits of your labor. We also mentioned, by the way, that we had the opportunity to be here two summers ago. Um, But because of the war, there were a number of adjustments that took place in the programming in order to facilitate and ensure the, the safety of everyone. Um, this kind of setup at an outdoor amphitheater was deemed not okay. And so our broadcasting from Yomen CSY had to, again, we mentioned this last night, otherwise known as on Thursday Thursday morning's JM and the AM, that our... Our programming was was put on the back burner, but we again appreciate David Cutler and Alan Fagan and everyone who was instrumental in bringing us forward, so that we could be here tonight. Because it has not, it, it lives up to the hype. Everyone kept on telling us Yomensia Swai is unbelievable, and it totally lives up to the hype. I'm actually having trouble not only concentrating on our own broadcast, but <laughs> resisting the temptation to go down there and dance with the kids. I am, I, sure I, I, I am having trouble concentrating I on the know. broadcast. The, um, the, uh, one of the features that, uh, that happens here at Yelman CSY is uh, members of government stop by, and you know, so I believe they're up to that part right now. Yes. So there you go. Um, so we can go to a song. We'll go to a song. Plenty more coming up. And we are on video at NahumSiegel.com, on the app as we've been describing to you. And I am going to do one more Shlomo Katz song. You know, you, you figured that our, our program here would be dominated musically by Shlomo Katz and by Benny Friedman because they are the featured entertainers tonight. And there is a, uh, a wonderful song that he has called Likrat Shabbat. It's Shlomo Katz on a Friday morning broadcast. This is JM in the AM.
Shlomo Katz at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. We are at Yom NCSY on a Thursday night. A reminder, it's Erev Shabbos Parsha's Balak outside of Israel. In Israel, it's a different parsha, but Parsha's Balak for us, candle lighting at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock is candle lighting time on this Erev Shabbos. Again, that's for the New York and New Jersey area. Marty Nachumson is the president of the Orthodox Union, the OU, and he is here tonight enjoying, and you should see, if you're watching the video, you see how he's beaming. He is enjoying the proceedings here at Yom NCSY. Welcome to JM in the AM. I'm glad to be here. It's an understatement just say I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of nachas, and I have to admit that my eyes are tearing a little bit from the pleasure that I'm getting from being here today. It really is an incredible evening, and it shows you, uh, it, it, it gives you a real picture of the influence that the OU and NCSY has had on Jewish youth. It's really incredible. I mean, that is our mission. I mean, uh, we just heard from uh, Minister of uh, Diaspora Affairs, also Minister of Education, Naftali Bennett, and he said, you know, that he looks upon us and he recognizes our mission is to preserve Judaism in the United States. The, uh, the government of Israel is concerned about the loss of Judaism in Chutzlaris, and he sees what we're doing and it ties in some of the government programs, what they're trying to accomplish. But I can speak as an individual and for the lay leadership of the organization that the nachas that we're getting, this is what it's all about. We're joined by uh, Arnold Gerson, who is Chief Institutional Advancement Officer at the OU. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Now I can hear you, yes. Can hear you. Okay, very good. Okay. I'm glad. I want to move back and drop this out. There you go. I want to just ask you your impressions of what you're seeing behind us at Yom NCSY. So this is my first time at Yom NCSY. I've been with the OU for five months, and this is blowing me away. <laughs> it is unbelievable to see 1,500 kids all standing together as one dancing and singing and celebrating being in Eretz Israel. It is an incredible experience to be here. We just mentioned a moment ago that if NCSY and the OU has a mission to influence Jewish youth of North America, here's a night where you actually can see it in action. Absolutely. There's no question. Anyone who is here can see the results of all the work that we do throughout the United States. Uh, Marty Nachumson and uh, Arnold Gerson are here. Uh, Mr. Nachumson, what, do you, uh, what would you tell somebody who hesitates to take a leadership role in a national or major organization? There are people who would avoid doing what you're doing 
what kind of satisfaction do you get from doing it? Well, I only could wish that any, everybody could be here this evening to see this. If they could see this, I wouldn't have to answer that question. They'd be, asked, they'd be able to answer that question themselves. We all have a mission to do this in a fighter's Hashem. And what better way to do it is to work with kids, to see how we bring together kids of all backgrounds. And tonight we have close to 1,500 kids, about half of them from public schools, half of them from religious schools. See them here together and to see the impact we're making on these kids. Without us, many of these kids would have no tie to Yiddishkeit. They, so many of them don't, cannot tell doing an olive and a base. They are here together with uh, uh, top ki uh, kids learning in some of our learning programs. And to see everybody here, it's just amazing. As I said before, I have tears in my eyes, and anybody who could see this would similarly have tears in these eyes. And I, I hope that answered the question. Oh, it certainly does. You're the president of the OU. This is an unfair question to ask you because there's so many departments and so much great work going on. But can you name a couple where you've seen incredible advancement over the last couple of years that you're most proud of? Well, yes, that is a tough question. Very unfair question. I agree. Uh, I always tell people that they don't realize what the OU is, uh, that we are an amalgam of different organizations. Each one of them, as a standalone organization, would be a major Jew Jewish organization. So it's hard to say which one I love the most. Obviously, and uh, I'll give you a little secret, NCSY has had a special place in my heart. Before being president, I was the chairman of NCSY. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I've been responsible for these programs. I've been here before. So I do have a special place, but I don't want to you know, lessen the impact that the other organizations have had on me. And Arnold Gerson, your chief institutional advancement officer, what has advanced in the short time you're there that you're proud of that you'd like to mention to this audience? Well, for us, the most exciting part is shifting our focus to fundraising so that the incredible needs that are out there can be met through the work that we do. So in the last five months, we've established a benefactor circle for our major donors. Tonight, we had an event especially for them Very at nice. Yom NCSY. We had 60 donors showing up especially for this event to uh, enjoy this incredible opportunity. Uh, so we've seen major changes. And the truth is that as much as the Kashrut helps to make sure that we uh, have our needs met, there is so much more that needs to be done, and no that's question. what we're hoping to be able to do. Uh, Arnold Gerson and the president of the OU, Marty Nachumson, thank you so much for joining us tonight. A pleasure to be uh, to be here and to uh, speak with you about the incredible work of the OU and NCSY. Thank you, thank you very thank much. Thank you for everything. JM and the AM, as we continue, as a uh, an incredible uh, celebration is going on behind us here at Yom NCSY, and Alan Fagan's joining us. I'm going to ask Alan to help me keep the background in our background. Alan, I'm going to ask you to sit like this with me so we can have the background and we can go ahead and uh, 
and keeping in the shot that we're that we're videoing here, this incredible scene behind us. Alan Fagan is executive vice president and chief professional officer at the OU. He is also somebody who has been an incredible partner of ours. Uh, always, I believe, an admirer of what we do, but in your capacity now at the OU, you have been just spectacular in partnering with us in so many great projects. Thank you, and welcome to the show. And thank you, Nathan. We are so delighted to partner with you. I don't know anyone who could get the message of tonight's evening out better than the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you very to, much. To all of your thousands and thousands of viewers. I wish every one of them was here live, oh. but the next best thing is to hear it on your show. What, uh, what did it feel like addressing this crowd? Wow. <laughs> you, you, you can't imagine what it was like standing up and looking out over a crowd of 1,500 teens from the United States and Canada, from communities across the country, the entire spectrum of the Jewish people, all in one place. The electricity could have lit up the entire city of Tel Aviv. It's unbelievable. You know, uh, David Cutler more than once this week has said to us, uh, there's a goal of 2,000 students on NCSY summer programs by the year 2020. I said to myself, boy, this is something that I'm sure not only might you have had a hand in that concept, but this is something you'd really appreciate because it's all about looking toward the future. And that's something that's been very important to you in your administration. I, I would actually disagree uh, with David. I think we'll have more than 2,000. <laughs> Even better. Uh, we're, we're limited only by the size and scope of the facilities right. that we can rent and the resources that we have available. But we are now catering to so many different types of kids in so many different types of programming that the, the, the scope, the potential, and the challenge is just extraordinary. As great as ever. The challenge really is as great as ever. And people, you know, obviously the OU does a million great things. We've had an opportunity to speak about many of them. And in fact, with what's going on in Cleveland this week, it would, be, it would normally be a conversation about the, uh, uh, the uh, public affairs that you take very, very seriously. But tonight, it's all about Jewish youth and the job that's being done. And this is something we emphasized last night at, when we were at uh, NCSY Colel, and something we're speaking again about uh, this evening. NCSY and the effort that it made in North America, that it has made over all these decades with Jewish youth, had reached a really good point had reached a, p a place in our community where they were extremely successful. Whoever thought that they could be even bigger, even better, attract even greater staff members, and continue in this tradition of bringing both public school and yeshiva kids to Israel in the thousands. And it's really remarkable when you think about it. They, they never peaked. You just made sure they kept growing and growing. You know, I think when the challenge keeps accelerating, when the, the need that we're seeking to meet keeps getting greater and greater, you have two choices. You can ignore the challenge, you can ignore the need, or you can find a way to respond to it. For better or for worse, that need is accelerating at a pace unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And, and I think so much of the Jewish people at the moment is standing on the precipice of a cliff. Some will fall off and some will come way back from the edge of that cliff and become fully part of the of the Jewish community. That is our responsibility. It's the meaning of Arevos. It's what motivates us. It's what gets us up in the morning and gets us to bed at night. And we have to meet that challenge. You know, it's interesting. We all know, and I don't, I don't mean to be too dramatic, but we know the expressions grow or die, and we know that, you know, that these days of extremes, it's very, very difficult to accelerate, to keep up with everything that's going on. If, if NCSY, for instance, does not keep up this energy, does not keep meeting these challenges, then 
they're going to start losing these battles, and they're going to start not having the influence out there on public school youth that they're having now. The only way, as you just described, is to just continue to gain momentum and go forward. Absolutely. Uh, there's, there, there's no question. There, there are not enough organizations, groups, programs to accommodate the number of kids who are desperate for these kinds of programs, some of whom don't even realize it, and then they come on these programs and their lives are transformed. And that's our obligation, to find them, to motivate them, and to find the resources necessary to get them here and to have them continue that process of learning what it is to have Jewish meaning in their lives. And how incredible is it for you to be in a base medrash last night with 235 kids and then meet 400 public school kids tonight? That must be amazing. The, the incredible part was not the numbers. To me, the incredible part was that they were in the same base medrash. Right. They were in the same base medrash, dancing together and singing together, in the same base medrash, welcoming a Sefer Torah as it was being completed. That, to me, is the most memorable aspect of the entire evening. It's the most memorable aspect of the entire summer. You know, we, we spend so much of our time focused on all of the things that divide us, and we spend almost none of our time focused on that which unites us. Standing in the base medrash last night, I saw the smile on your face oh, as you lacked out. There wasn't, there wasn't an inch to move in that base medrash. And we had hundreds of public school kids who didn't know what a base medrash meant. Who barely who knew the know, Jewish songs. Who, 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 <laughs> and, and, and the songs they were singing were in English, but they wanted to sing. And they wanted to participate. And they understood what it meant to bring a Sefer Torah into that base medrash and complete it. Because part of them was being completed at the same time. Uh, children, grandchildren, summer programs. You've had some graduates from these, right? Am I right? I, I have uh, this summer uh, one grandson. You have one currently. My, my oldest grandson is a second-year madrich in the Kolel. And if, if you want to know what nachas means, it's when I sat on Monday afternoon and I sat through his chabura oh. with, with six high school kids learning Torah for my grandson. There is no nachas like that. Wow. That's a good way to end this conversation. <laughs> Amazing. Alan, thank you again. Mazel tov. What an thank incredible you. event. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for being part of everything that we do. I appreciate that. Alan Fagan, everybody. He's incredible. And he's shepping a lot of nachas tonight. Executive Vice President and Chief Professional Officer at the OU. And we are at Yom NCSY. And I believe that Benny Friedman is here. This way, Benny. Oh, Benny Friedman is here. I believe it's the first time Benny Freeman's performed for Yom NCSY, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed it is. The, oh, uh, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't have to say good evening, good morning, whatever, but welcome to the show. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know the difference. Uh, you've had a great point. week in Israel. We had an opportunity to speak on Tuesday when you performed for Nefesh Benefesh. That's right. And frankly, and, and you did a great job with us. I'm not in any way um, putting down your interviewee, interviewee skills. But it sounded like you were a bit taken. It sounded like the scene on Tuesday just grabbed you and, and left you a drop speechless. It, I, I've come to Israel many times. I never cried when I got here. It's something so special to see people who, who are coming here to stay. And the simcha with which they were welcomed. And just the whole scene was so deep and so raw. It was just, it was very beautiful. It is amazing. 
And tonight, will tonight make you cry at all? <laughs> I don't have no time to cry. These people are, I mean, the energy in this place is unbelievable. What was it like during that opening song? You know, they started out seated. Right. And the producers are telling me, go out there, you got to... You got to rock it get, up get and bring the energy. Get them on their feet, right? I said, okay, let me see what I could do. You know what I mean? It's probably had a long day. Oh, my goodness. Right like they, that. Uh, they <laughs> In an instant. The music started and they, it was, suddenly it was 3,000 people swarming the stage. And I keep thinking that these kids are going to sit back down. They just want to get ready for the next dance, yeah. basically. It's unbelievable. Every time they hear a little beat, boom, boom, boom. The whole thing, ah! Now, what had you heard about Yamanis Y before you invited? Had you heard anything about it? I had heard nothing about wow. it. Wow. So there's a real new experience for you. And uh, started hearing about it. TJJ. Right. And, uh, Mechwellet and Metcola. Yeah. And Gib and bits Jolt. and pieces about it. And <laughs> this is unbelievable. It is an amazing scene. And uh, like, like we always say, you get you get this type of Jewish youth, these numbers together, it gives you a tremendous hope for the future. Hey, yesh tikva. Oh, yesh tikva. There you go. How, do you, how do you like Product that? Product placement. And what it must be for you. When kids of all backgrounds know your song, that must be an amazing feeling. That's the most unbelievable part. You think, like, what are you going to know? I have to sing Amis Roll High, or right. you have to sing, you know, Maminim Bene Maminim. Just do Yesh it'll be okay. And then 3,000 kids singing along. NCSY, Hebre. Pretty amazing. Benny Friedman with us. Uh, you're heading back to the uh, United States at some point? Or are you staying I'm he- here? I'm heading home in a couple hours. Oh, tonight? This is it. Hopefully before Shabbos. All right. So by the time people hear this, you'll already be on the ground over there. Uh, but it was a great week for you. Any other highlights you could share with us besides uh, Nefesh Benefesh well, and uh, this night of Yom NCSY? We did a bar mitzvah at a place called Eretz Bereshit. Oh, Eretz Bereshit's a great place. Sure. Beautiful. Nice? It is beautiful. Beautiful. I've never been there. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh Did they goodness. put you on top of a camel? Or they didn't. <laughs> the camels went to sleep already. <laughs> you were lucky, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but there was a full moon, so you could see the whole valley. Oh, my goodness. Just beautiful. Oh, you've had a good trip, that's it's for sure. I came here for a week last week, a week this week. The week is over, and, and a, it's not enough. It's one. not enough. It's too short. Benny Kolakavod. You've done great this week. I'm glad that, that we were nice. we were here for two of your performances. And you have more coming up later, which nice. we hope to have on That's the air. Right. So, Tadaraba. Thank you. Thanks so much. Enjoy. Benny Friedman, everybody. There he is. Great job. Yomensia Swai. As we continue here at JM in the AM. More coming up. Uh, where are we heading? We're going to a song. In fact, I think it's only appropriate after the Benny Friedman interview that we get a Benny selection on the air. And that's how we're going to continue. 8 o'clock is candle lighting time. My thanks again to everybody at Travel Cell for keeping us connected to the New York, New Jersey area with our phones and my my fi cards, etc. Before we go to Benny Friedman, actually, has something to tell us. Actually, yeah. Shlomo Katz is about to go live. Are you serious? I oh. am. We are going to pass. I'm breaking in. We're going to pass for a moment, and we're going to go to Shlomo Katz and live gonna, on stage. And I'm going to hand over the mic to Elon, who is our runner tonight, to get as close to the music as possible. Thank you, Elon Katz. Thank you, Jamie Turkel. Thank you, ZK. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Avrami. Thank you, Yoni. Thank you, Miriam L. Wallach. Thanks to our whole staff. And apparently, if you're watching the video right now, Shlomo Katz is about to start rocking. You think it'll be a rocking selection? Are you kidding me? I think so. By the way, he, yeah. re- he revealed on the air, I don't know if you heard, <laughs> that I asked him, will he be doing Kishosh show tonight? He goes, no, no, no. <laughs> that, was, that was for you to remember your chuppah. <laughs> that's the Ooh, that's, that's so funny. That's what he told me. Oh, it's great. <laughs> he is great. Oh. Oh. Watch the video. You can't talk. <laughs> 
Cats. There's nothing like a concert with great sound. Holy nothing like it. Holy cow. And I would add for tonight, there's nothing like a concert with a great LED screen. Is <laughs> it possible we have the best seats in the house? Oh, for sure. Absolutely for sure. Y- you know Just what's incredible. interesting? We're going to get to our guests because, I mean, I want to hear the words Uncle Nachum on the air. <laughs> Uncle Nachum has to be called Uncle Nachum when he's on the air, of course. Of course. Of course. But I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Alan Fagan off camera, yeah. off Air right. said to me, I want to thank you guys for doing this. And I said, thank us for doing this? Are you kidding? This is a blast. It's it is really, it is quite, quite incredible. And I'm sure anybody watching that video uh, agrees. Just unbelievable. Well, the aforementioned Akiva Naiman is here. How's it going? How's it going? Now that you're on, everything's wonderful. <laughs> awesome, awesome. It's amazing uh, to be here. Akiva Naiman is here. Akiva Naiman is the uh, director of Built. Yep. Uh, you have other titles as well, don't you? Um, I'm also director of education at Yeshivat Ashrenu. Correct. You're at Ashrenu, um, director of education. That's what I do during the year. I former director of Northern California, right. NCSY, lots of different things. Your name came up. Who did we speak with from West Coast NCSY last night? I forgot already. We spoke with somebody from yesterday's show. Arena. No, your name was a man, and your name came up. and uh, Derek. I think so. I think Derek Gorman from TJ. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, oh, we're good friends. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, you regret leaving California? I know you want to be in Israel, but do you regret leaving California? I, I love Israel too much to regret leaving anywhere. I was always, we left with always, of course, the, we were going to move back, you know, 100%, but I miss California a lot. <laughs> I miss the people. The reason I ask it like that yeah. is because the people there miss you. Uh, I mean, you have had quite an influence on yeah. a lot of people of all ages, Start not the just show. the youth, but of all ages out there. In an area of California that doesn't have a massive Jewish community. No, right? it is about 300,000 Jews out there. Uh, but not, not a lot of percentage who are affiliated. affiliated right. very, yeah, not what, two, three percent. And when Built started, Built stands for Boys Israel Leadership Training. And when that started five years ago, you were, the, year. you were the founding director of it. Uh, yeah, I uh, started the program, and so I had this idea to do a all boys 
leadership track, outdoorsy type of a program. Yeah. And uh, we built the schedule, built the itinerary, and thank God we're going strong. We built strong. We hope you stay in that position forever, but I don't know if God you can. God we'll willing. We'll see what happens. We'll see Hashem decides. Akiva Naaman is here. We've been so proud of all of his accomplishments um, over the years. Um, it's, it's a great feeling to have a community miss you. Again, it's not the ideal thing, but it's a wonderful feeling, of it's, course. Uh, we miss them dearly, and it's, it's amazing to be here at Yom Well, I was going to say, and we have to talk about what happened before uh, this whole concert presentation began, which we will. But can you give everybody a sense of the built student, of the built youngster, where they're coming from, not only geographically, but where they're coming from, the type of background, and how this summer, you've seen it now four times in a row, sure. how this type of summer really changes their lives? Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. We're about one week in, right. and we just finished five days of hiking, starting from the Mediterranean Did to the Kinara. Of course I went. <laughs> I have been sleeping outdoors for four nights. Wow. I woke up at 3.30 this morning, and I've been hiking all morning, uh, and I am still awake. Unbelievable. <laughs> so they do all this. Go ahead. We yeah. do all this, right. and I'll tell you... Uh, to push through the, with the classic American teenager, to push through five days of hiking from the Mediterranean to cro- and to walk across a country that we can call our own and to h- hike the hills and see the views and, and conquer it and really conquer this country and, and walk across, that builds a person like no other experience that I've seen. So it's a real leadership it's an ex- training and It's a real leadership process. training process. Plus they gain spiritually, I would assume. 100%. Every morning we learn, every evening we learn. And... and uh, Jewish Torah subjects, of course. Sure. But additionally, we have a lot of leadership topics. We learn about top five qualities of a leader. Every single person takes on a commitment at the end of the summer to wow. create a leadership initiative. It's all online. Uh, and in their, their shul, their school, their community, their home, whatever it is. But it's got to be real. It's got to be real. It's got to be tangible. And the third piece, in my opinion, you can tell me if I'm right, when you're walking across Israel, and it sounds basically like that's what's happening, that's exactly what's it, happening. it empowers you to fall in love with the land, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, we're, of course, we're stopping and talking right. about where we are. Miriam Peretz is speaking here. Right. We stopped by her son's memorial wow. just two days ago. And, and I spoke, of course, I spoke. I, I met Miriam Paris a few months ago after Ezra Schwartz was killed. Right. Um, and uh, it's very yeshiva. emotional. It's very, very emotional. Right. right. I was his Rebbe. Right. He was in my share. Wow. Uh, very, very difficult. Um, Something we haven't had a chance to talk about yet, but so we should at some point. I tell you, this summer, I mean, if, if we're talking about that, this summer has taken on a whole, it's, it's very emotional for me. Very, very emotional for me because I, in some ways I'm, I'm, living, I'm, I'm doing it for him in a little bit because... Uh, he was. We did Yam Yam with uh, Ashrein, who later right. that year, and the whole Yam Yam. Sorry if I'm getting emotional. The whole Yam Yam. I uh, I was very much thinking about Ezra. I was very close to him, and uh, it was very, very, very powerful, very difficult. Uh, Kiva Naiman is here. Tell us what happened before, and I don't mean the barbecue. <laughs> Tell us what happened before tonight's concert gathering at the amphitheater. Uh, I know they had an opportunity, um, uh, your group built and all the others, to get briefed on what's available to them in Israel for their gap year. Right. Tell so, us how that works. What happened tonight? A few years ago, I, fig- I was, you know, I've been running Bill for already two years, and I realized, like, we have a thousand plus students, you know, teenagers from America coming to Israel. They're at the height of their inspiration, right? This is it. Best summer ever. Best summer ever. They're at the height. Let's get them into a gap year fair where they can hear about yeshiva, seminaries, gap year programs. There's so many different types. This is it. If not, now when? Uh, and a lot of these teens are coming from out-of-town cities that they don't have gap year fairs. They don't have accessibility to these programs. So I started emailing lots of people, and we put it together in Baruch Hashem. Now we're at 36 programs with over 500 kids. Tonight was 36? Tonight with 36 programs, 500 kids, 500 teenagers, uh, biggest gap year program probably in the world, uh, gap year fair probably in the world. Very, very exciting. What's the reaction uh, when now based on your prior experience? 
what will happen over the next few days? Will built kids be coming over to you and speaking about these gap years? Oh, already now. Already now. I'm a bus away here, and I know over the next four weeks. In my mind, uh, uh, one of the milestones of a successful builder is that he goes to Yeshiva. Of course, there's a lot of other, uh, uh, you know, in terms of your leadership, right. in terms of their personality. But Baruch Hashem, we've seen about 80% going to Yeshiva. I call every single builder when they, uh, over the years, at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, in the 12th grade, of course, where are you going, how are you getting there, how can I help you raise the money? It's a, you know, the built, a classic builder is a modern Orthodox kid coming from a modern Orthodox school who wants to learn about leadership, hike, and, uh, and you know, see the land in a different way than the classic tourism. Unbelievable. You've you got to give a seminar on how to be a youth leader. you got to do it. Uh, are you offering? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm offering, but I'll tell you one thing. I'll certainly publicize it. There we go. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I keep a name in, everybody. He's wonderful. Thank you very, very much. He's great, and he yeah. is the leader of built and responsible for tonight's uh, Gap Year Fair. Thank you very much. Ah, pretty amazing. Let me just tell you what's going on behind you. Did you hear that, by the way? I heard. Ezra, Ezra Schwartz was in his sheer. He was his oh, rabbi. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. We should discuss that one day with him. Yeah, go ahead. What did you hear over here? Yeah. Wow, let's transition. <laughs> okay. It just left an impression on me. I don't blame you. Um, just to give people an idea of what's going on in the background on the, on the LED screen. Yeah is basically highlights of all, every single program and um, testimonies by individual campers, participants, who are, you know, part of, the, part of all of these different activities. Um, not only are they so earnest, not only are they so sincere, but every single trip has its own personality. Now, the Michlelet uh, video is happening right now, right. and I had l I learned a very interesting little tidbit. One of our very very diehard listeners of JM and AM, when she even after she made Aliyah, a, a huge appreciator of our app, is Yaffa Eisenberg. Yeah, she's the greatest Yaffa. Yes, formerly known as Yaffa Kanech. Right from New Jersey. Exactly from Elizabeth, New Jersey, and Yaffa Kanech let me know today that she was on the original. The first oh Michlelet, and that originally it was 30 girls <laughs> in an apartment, and she herself cannot get over the enormity of the program, and the longevity, and just the the impact that it has had on so many different girls. So, these are not flash in the pans. These are programs that have stood the test of time, and built is on the screen. Built right is now. on the screen right now. And uh, I had mentioned that Dr. Noam Weinberg will be joining us later, and that was for Jolt Israel. That was on already, and um, he'll talk to, he'll talk more about that. But again, as um, I think it was Rabbi Benevitz who mentioned last night that you that they have madrichim, they have counselors, they have rabbeim who were who were campers. Yep. It's really it's it's remarkable. I I know that. You take pride in being a Masora, a Camp Masora parent, because you were there at its, at its inception, and I love t going to Camp Marosha visiting day because I remember walking through campus and, and seeing my kids there is a tremendous is a tremendous feeling. But here you have you have all these counselors who are looking at these kids saying, "I know exactly what you feel because I was you." It's so true. It's remarkable. It is amazing. And I, I can't get over it. I say, I've said this in almost every interview over these last couple of days. The way they transmit the love of Israel to yes. these campers is just incredible. Absolutely. It, it does not, 
make you wonder anymore why so many of them either make commitments to come here for a gap year where they normally would not. We just heard from Akiva that a lot of the kids in Built would not even know about gap year programs if not for what they find out here. And then obviously so many of them make Aliyah and so many of them decide to move to Israel, which is just amazing. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. I think we're going to go to a song now. We have right. a couple of guests lined up. And uh, we'll do that Benny Friedman selection that we wanted yes. to do earlier. Sorry about that. And, <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> And we will continue with more. You're listening to JM in the AM as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland yo, County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Round the world on the web at jmnan.org.
JM in the AM, Benny Friedman with that uh, selection, and he's, of course, on stage tonight here at Yom NCSY. Uh, we've been speaking about a lot of summer programs that NCSY is responsible for. It seems that TJJ gets a tremendous amount of attention, and for good reason, right? Barry Goldfisher is here. He's director of TJJ. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be here. I appreciate that. How long have you been with TJJ? This is now our 18th year. Wow. And uh, it's been uh, an incredible ride. The uh, Look, you know it, that every summer program should get it to do. And every one of them is doing remarkable work with Jewish youth. Every one of them is uh, growing and growing and doing a great job. Uh, your program, though, is so amazing to us. So amazing that hundreds of public school kids from around the country, around North America, would decide to spend their summer in an environment like this, a Jewish environment flying all the way to Israel, I'm sure with you know some hesitation on the part of their parents, relatives, and friends, and yet they go ahead and make this commitment. How on earth did TJJ grow to where it is today? Um, first of all, I think it's miraculous. Um, in 2001, just to give you an example, um, after the Dolphinarium attack, um, all the other organizations were canceling the tryst. Trips and the OU decided we're going to go through with our TJJ trip uh, with 12 kids. 12 kids. We had a bus with 12 kids. And to look around today when we have 500 kids celebrating their Judaism, it's just been, it's been an incredible, incredible, uh, really a miracle. And, and that's what, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'll but I, I think it, it, it's, it's, right now it's, it's a partnership between the national NCSY and the regions, where the regions are working um, within the JSU, the Jewish Student Clubs, in public schools, the Latin Learnings, and uh, finding the kids who are appropriate, um, who, are, who are yearning, looking for a way to grow in their Judaism. And uh, there's, no other, there's no better venue than coming to Eretz Israel to be inspired by the land, be inspired by the incredible advisors in NCSY. And uh, like I said, it's just been miraculous. One of the things that always gets us is that we assume that when a Yeshiva High School kid is told by their predecessors what these programs are like, they're going to be influenced, and they're with because them 10 months of the year, hearing all these great stories about Israel. Public school youth does not have that type of, uh, of, of relationship with kids that are coming to Israel and spending their summer here. So I guess it really falls as the responsibility of the rabbis, of the uh, parents, of the uh, NCSY advisors, as you mentioned, to really get the word out and convince these kids to come to Israel. Well, the word is out, number one, from the participants who come back every year. They inspire their friends in their public schools. Certainly the advisors that they encounter in the JSU clubs and the Latin learnings at the NCSY Shabbatons, they inspire them. They, they, the the NCSY advisors are incredible role models. They want to be like their NCSY advisors. They want to come and spend some time in Israel. And to cement that experience, those four weeks in Israel, those five weeks in Israel, they want to come back for a year in Israel. You know, four weeks and five weeks in Israel is incredible. There's nothing that solidifies that experience than coming back for a year to study, whether it's in Bar Ilan, whether it's a yeshiva, seminary experience. Uh, we've had graduates who have come on to serve in the IDF, who made Aliyah, graduates of TJJ who have gone on to become rabbis and rebbitsons and lay leaders and I think again it's a function of the role models the NCSY advisors who they really want to um, emulate are there any stories at this point that still boggle your mind you know just like I'm blown away when I hear of kids from far areas uh, you know from way outside New York and New Jersey who are in public school and nevertheless have dedicated themselves to get here for the summer are there any stories of sacrifice or any stories that you know, the, a circumstance that still strike your fancy when you hear them. The very first year that we started, we had a boy um, who just by accident, I was living at Teaneck at the time, and I had a neighbor who told me she had an unaffiliated cousin 
who lived in Grass Lake, Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> yeah. He was the only Jew in his uh, in his high school. Um, whenever he walked through the hallways, people would roll pennies down the the hallway. The typical stereotypes. Right, typical stereotypes. He had swastikas um, uh, painted on his locker, and his experience with Judaism was one of being of avdut. Really, it was just uh, something that was just very negative. Um, he came on our first CJJ. That was at the time that I was running it, and together together with uh, Rabbi Stevenberg. And uh, we were staying at the Kotel the very last night. This is four weeks of Israel engagement, learning Torah, belief, chosen nation, practical mitzvot, connecting with Eretz Israel. And he, 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 uh, he didn't even have a Brit Milah. His, fa- his father wasn't Jewish. His mother was Jewish. And he says, couldn't read Hebrew. He said, I have to bless this moment. I have to bless the fact that I had this experience. So I looked at Rabbi Berg. Rabbi Berg looked at me like, <laughs> what do we do now? What do we do? <laughs> so... Uh, we, we had the art school sitter. He opened up to, I think it was two, 238, where they have the list of brachot. And he looks at the bracha, Osemasabereshi. In English, he said, he said the bracha. He said, this was my beginning. This was my beginning. And thankfully, there was more than just a bracha. There was a shemot. There was a vayikra. There was a, <laughs> a bamidbar and devarim. And uh, he, he came back. He came back. That's one of uh, thousands, thank God, thousands of stories. Um, each and every one of these buses with TJJ has their own staff. Uh, I don't know, is it easy or difficult at this point to get quality staff members to lead these groups? Um, I think it's, uh, we're always looking for the, the right type of advisor who has that balance between having the knowledge, having the expertise in the field, the sensitivity to the kids, and uh, they're, they're, they're definitely diamonds, they're definitely diamonds, and we do a lot of training um, leading up to the trip. And, uh, again, NCSY has a way of attracting right. the best and the brightest as advisors, and uh, we just want to cultivate and continue cultivating that, uh, that type of advisor who can, who can run programs like this. Since we're speaking on a Friday morning show, what is Shabbat like with TJJ? I would assume you have some Shabbat youngsters who never had a full Shabbat in their lives. So it's, it's funny, the very first Shabbat that Rabbi Berg and I ran on TJJ we were sitting together, Arab Shabbat in our room. What do we do now? <laughs> um, so it, it begins with a Karbach davening. Um, after a lot of dancing, after a lot of inspiration. For some, you know, for most of these kids, temple is something which is very boring. Um, you know, to them, religious Judaism comprises someone with a very long beard. Something that seems very distant and unrelatable. And after dancing together, certainly at the Kotel with soldiers, it's electrifying. And, 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 and it's Shab- I really think it's Shabbos that, that has the greatest impact. And the Tish Friday night afterwards. Um, Shabbos morning, we have a beginner's minion. We have, kid, we have the kids who don't opt for that. They have to sleep in a little bit there. You know? And then we, have a, we start off with a kiddish and we have prayer workshops. And it's like a Shabbaton, a typical Shabbaton, where there's fun program, where there's shtick, where there's dancing, where there's obviously the kumzits and ebbing, which is the highlight, havdalah. Uh, so it's, a, it's, it's pretty much like a typical Shabbaton, and we want it to be like a Shabbaton, because after the summer, we want our participants to feel comfortable in the NCSY setting, where they can come back. And it's not about four weeks in Israel. This is a trip of a lifetime that hopefully will continue with experience in NCSY with Israel. And uh, coming back, coming back as an advisor. Most of our advisors that's are actually amazing. TJJ participants, and that's the greatest nachas that I get. All right, Barry Goldfischer leads TJJ. Um, parents, are there a lot of issues? Do you have, are, do, are you dealing with parents who are very hesitant to send their children to Israel or who might not like the fact that their children 
could end up being on a certain religious plane that they're not 100% comfortable with? Is that a major issue or it doesn't really come up? So I think the greatest issue today was really security with the population of parents that we're dealing with. Right. Um, after all, TJ is unique that we're going to Hebron. We're sending buses to Shiloh. Every bus has business stay wrote. We're learning how to make the case for Israel. So I think that's the greatest challenge. Um, we partner with parents. Um, we're very clear about you know, what our goals are. Um, before we, uh, I, I'll let you in a little secret. When we started the program 18 years ago, we weren't very clear about the program being an NCSY OU program. But we're very clear that it's under the auspices of the OU, um, under the auspices of NCSY, uh, where we keep Shabbat, where we keep kosher, where we're going to educate, we're going to inspire. We're not here to indoctrinate. We're here to inspire, and, and we're about tangible growth. For some kids, it might be keeping an hour of Shabbat. For some, it might be switching to a day school maybe in a year or two or going to Israel for the year. But we're here to partner with the parents, and I think with, with that partnership, excuse me, um, you know, we, uh, we have buy-in from the parents. And again, just being very upfront from the Ladies very beginning, and um, and it's a beautiful relationship with the kids and the parents and the staff. Oh, that is beautiful. If you're able to get that kind of cooperation, family. it's wonderful. All right, Barry Goldfisher leads TJJ. Thank you so much for joining Thank us tonight. Continued success. Thank you. Have a good Shabbos. A wonderful Shabbos to you. Candlelighting time, 8 o'clock on this uh, era of Shabbos, 8 o'clock in the New York, New Jersey era on this area, on this era of Shabbos. Parsha's Balak outside of Israel, different Parsha inside Israel, as we've discussed a lot over the last couple of weeks. Our weekly update with Malcolm Holmline will return next week. Our weekly update with uh, Malcolm Holmline will return next week. J.M. Sunday with Matas Weingast, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time this coming Sunday. And Shavasar Batamos is 200th J.M. Sunday, and we thank him for his incredible dedication to the Sunday morning program. C.M. Gerson is here, Director of TJJ Ambassadors. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's an honor and privilege to be here. I appreciate that. Well, we've, we've, over the last couple of days, learned a lot about what TJJ is. What can you tell us about TJJ Ambassadors? Well, that's a really good question. Thank you. Uh, if I would have known that, I would have prepared for it. <laughs> uh, TJJ Ambassadors is very similar to TJJ in that it's a touring program all over Israel for public school kids. Um, it's different in that we look for the leader within our NCSYers. It's, it's normally for NCSYers who maybe did TJJ before or are looking to get a little bit more out of the summer other than just chilling out and having fun. Um, and we do this in three distinct ways. Um, Torah learning, Chesed, and Israel advocacy. So for Torah learning, we learn Torah over the course of the day. Um, we have, you know, tefillah workshops or tefillah in the morning. There's a chaburot or night activities at night. There's a um, a, a suitcase filled with sparim um, for the NCS wires to learn throughout the course of the day. Um, and we also actually joined Kolel and Mechlelet for two days over the course of the summer, which is really wonderful for I these kids imagine. to see other, other NCS wires, other people their age, who are choosing to learn over the course of the summer. And it really, I mean, from my experience, I've seen these relationships foster and they spend Shabbat with each other after the program as well. And it really, they continue the relationship beyond, which is really beautiful. Um, then in terms of chesed, you know, obviously starting on the bus, caring about each other, um, loving one another, building up, you know, our TGJ Ambassadors family. You know, then moving outwards a little bit, helping other people, food pantries, food packaging, whatever, you know, the, the tour is for the year. Chesed uh, projects. What? Chesed projects. Yeah, chesed projects. Um, and we also, our big thing is that we run a day camp for the children in Sterot. So we actually... We How long? for two days. So we visit Sterot earlier on in the summer. And then later on in the summer, they're already pumped and excited for it. And we take the kids out of Sterot down to Yerucham where we're staying. And they're with us for a couple of hours. And it's really unbelievable to spend time with these kids, some who have post-traumatic stress disorder, 
and like to really just give them happiness, to show them how great, you know, how great being Jewish is and being an Israel is. So our NCS wires don't speak English, Hebrew so well. They don't speak English so well, but everyone has this universal language of fun, and it's really beautiful. How does one become an ambassador? How do they exhibit uh, these leadership qualities and then get nominated to be part of it? That's a really good question. Um, well, the last component of the program is Israel advocacy. So a lot of them actually um, experience anti-Semitism on their campuses, on their schools, on Facebook, whatever it is, and they want to be able to defend Israel. They want to be able to defend their people. So it's people who, who have that desire to do that. Um, you know, when they, we tell them that they're all handpicked. Um, and they are. They really are. They are handpicked. Um, when, when we go into the regions, we tell, we tell the staff, we tell the directors and the city directors that we're looking for somebody who, who wants to have more out of their summer, who wants to, who wants to come home, not just enjoying Israel and having a great time but in Israel. But really grow. But really growing, really growing and taking it with them wherever they go. Are we going to meet some of these? Are we going to meet some of the ambassadors afterwards? Are we going to meet some of the ambassadors afterwards? Right now? Okay, let's Are you do ready it. To meet some yeah, why not? I hope they can hear me over the amazing music in the background. You ready? I guess we should bring them in one at a time over here. Otherwise, people. I guess we should bring them in one at a time. Otherwise, no one's going to be able to hear us over the music, right? Should we do that? Nicholas Longer, Albany, New York. Uh, Buffalo, 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 New York. Yeah. How did you become a TJJ ambassador? Um, my local Hebrew High after school organization was having an Israel information night and everyone suggested me to it. How has it been so far? It's been amazing, life changing. I've learned so much and everything is an ambassador moment on our trip. In Buffalo, are you in public school? Or are you in a, Where are you in Buffalo? I go to a charter school, so it's a mix between public and private. And how's that experience? I'm the only Jewish person in the school, so it's definitely interesting. Um, I'm basically everybody's Jewish friend, pretty much. And are you known as the only Jew in the school? Yes. It's well known. Yeah. Has that caused a lot of problems or not? I'm sorry? Has that caused problems for you or not? Um, a couple of problems. You know, you hear jokes here and there, but I just brush them off. And that's the end of that. Uh -huh. How do you think, if this is a life-changing experience, what do you think you're going to be doing that you may not have been doing before coming to Israel? Well, this trip has taught me that I want to get more religious, so it's just going to change my daily life, and then I'm going to be an ambassador for Israel. When I come back, I'm going to fight for Israel and fight that Israel is has the right to be its own country. A pleasure meeting you. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you, too. A pleasure meeting you. Cassandra El Male is with us from Montreal, Canada. Cassandra Elmale, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's nice to meet you. I appreciate that. What is life like up in Montreal? Uh, it's pretty fun. I mean, I go downtown and stuff. <laughs> Are you in public school there? Yeah, I go to public school. How did you get nominated to be a TJJ ambassador? Um, to be honest, I did TJJ last summer. Oh, that must have been a great experience. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun, and I just couldn't wait to come back to Israel. What is it like? I mean, on a typical day, do you, do you feel yourself gaining from the experience on a daily basis? Honestly, I really am. I go in the morning, I do prayers, I go, like, we go, like, um, we go places every day and we're learning new things and it's absolutely amazing. What's been the highlight of the summer? Is there one you could point out? 
a highlight. So much has happened. Um, I really like the fact that we went to the cartel the day that we landed. Right. And I was able to connect very well. Um, and, yeah. And uh, you think you might be a leader, a madricha on TJJ Ambassadors one day? I hope so. I hope. That's one of your goals, huh? Yeah. Cassandra Almale of Montreal, Canada. Pleasure meeting you. Pleasure meeting you, too. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And we have one more. We have uh, Jessica Kravitz. Jessica Kravitz is here from Toronto, Canada. The Canadians are really dominating yeah, here, aren't they? Are is this your first year in TJJ Ambassadors? This is my first year in TJJ How did you get nominated to be part of this? Well, I did TJJ two years ago. I was supposed to come to Israel, but as with a lot going on, I did West Coast. And ever since then, I've been dying to go to Israel, so I'm so excited to come. Do you so feel excited. yourself growing on a daily basis here? 100%. 100%. I mean, whether it's speaking to the people on the bus, speaking to the advisors, or just seeing everything, seeing the sights, learning more. I'm just growing as a person. Everything about this country is just, I'm just learning so much and it's, it's amazing. Is your background the public school background in Toronto? Yeah, yeah, I go to public school. And do you go back now and try to influence others to join programs like of course, this? Of course. Has that worked? Has it worked? Has it worked? Well, it definitely will work now. <laughs> do you hope one day to be a leader on TJJ? Of course, of course. I've always wanted to be a camp counselor. So, who knows what I'll do. Maybe I'll do a summer program. Who knows? Is there a highlight of this summer you could share with us? Is there one a thing highlight? you could point out? Honestly, the biggest thing for me is back home, you're constantly you're constantly hearing things. You're, you know, you see things on the news. You never know what to believe. And I think for me, specifically being here, seeing the land, seeing the sight right in front of your eyes is just the biggest highlight because you're here. You're seeing it firsthand, you know? And there's nothing better than that. You're amazing, just like your colleagues. Jessica Kravitz. Toronto TJJ Ambassador. Thank you very much for joining us. More coming up at JM and the AM is Benny Friedman live.
Benny Friedman, live at Yom NCSY. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Big thank you to our entire staff and team here. Big thank you to Stan back in our studio. Big thank you to our staff back in New York area. Rabbi Yudin coming up about 15 minutes from now. Mark Fine is with us. He is the director of TJJAP. That's TJJ Ambassadors Poland. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me, Nachum. A pleasure. We have lo- I, Not that we're favoring one program over another. But, but this, if we were. But this whole TJJ thing has enthralled us and intrigued us over the last couple of days. It's unbelievable to us that public school youth decide to spend their summer in Israel are influenced to the point where they're uh, ready to make this type, kind of commitment and, uh, and understand that they'll have a lot of spiritual growth during this period of time. Then we met the TJJ Ambassadors, who are doing more unique things in that realm. And now we have TJJ Ambassadors Poland. What happened here? You went first to Eastern Europe? Is that how it happens? Uh, yeah, we spend a week in Poland uh, learning about Jewish life in Poland, learning about the Holocaust, learning about the current... Uh, Jewish life in Poland, really connecting to their heritage and their traditions, and then we bring that energy and intensity with us uh, to Israel. So, for how three long weeks. have you been in Israel with this group? Uh, we've been in Israel for two weeks now. Two weeks already. What was the week in Europe like? Roller coaster, challenging, intense, meaningful, uh, everything that you expect Poland to be. We had, we talk about Israel being a life changing experience for so many of these kids. Is it obvious that th- those visits in Poland are life-changing? Well, it, it changes everything. For many NCSYers, they have connect- family connections to Poland, and going there gives them insight into their grandparents, into their heritage, and the experience that they had in ways that they've never seen before. And to then come to Israel afterwards, it gives them such a new appreciation for the need for a Jewish state, the need for Israel, the need for a Jewish army in a way that they haven't experienced previously in their lives. You know, it's interesting. Um, one of the public school young people who was with us earlier from TJJ Ambassadors mentioned how they are now fighting for Israel. And th- I think that whole aspect has been lost on us over the last couple of days. We talk about the love of the land of Israel, the spiritual growth, etc. But they are literally going now to the front lines, whether it be high school or college campuses, or their own neighborhoods and communities, and fighting on behalf of the future of the state of Israel, which is remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. And their schools, they're the ones who are literally the ambassadors for what it means to be Jewish and what it means to represent Israel. And now that they're here, they can truly share what life is here is like, as opposed to what is portrayed in the media or seen in the news. They're here. They're walking the land. They're learning the land. And they're truly experiencing it for themselves. Mark Fine with us, TJJ Ambassadors Poland. Did they get that right away? Did they understand because they're an ambassadors program that this is one of their functions? Yeah, I mean, it's impossible to experience Poland and the experience of the Holocaust and then come to Israel without immediately recognizing that they have a responsibility to ensure uh, a Jewish future and that they have witnessed something how many are on that the they can share. I'm sorry, how many are on the Poland uh, We have 45 participants from across the United States and Canada. Be, we'd be surprised what cities are represented, right? Uh, you'd be shocked. Uh, we have from Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, Phoenix, San Diego... Chicago, Philadelphia, Florida, um, really across the across the United States. That is amazing. Are we meeting any of the? Uh, we're meeting some of the students. We're meeting some of the uh, TJJ ambassadors. Poland. Uh, Gabe Gross is with us. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. 
Gabe Gross is with us from Cleveland, Ohio. Congratulations, your NBA champions. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hope you were able to celebrate a little bit. Uh, how did you do? Are you in the Cleveland public school system? Yeah, I'm in the Cleveland public school system. And how did you decide to be a TJJ ambassador in Poland and then Israel? So, what my thought process was was that I'm going to try and get a summer where I can both experience our history while experiencing our present, our our, our modern history, if you will. So that, that was my goal going into the summer, and I've gotten so many more goals just from going on. Give me an example. So what I expected on the program was, you know, Poland was going to be, I was going to cry, obviously, in right. the concentration camps and everything. But what, what, what I got out of it was, was a new perception on the Holocaust. You know, I've always had this, like, very, very textbook reality of the Holocaust, even though I'm very connected, my family's very connected to um, the Holocaust, unfortunately, but uh, I, I, got, I got a perspective where I was able to re- really feel it. You know, there's no, there's no other way to explain it, but the, the complexity that surrounding the Holocaust, the, the choices that they had to make, uh, and like, people say they understand that by reading the textbook, reading the sources, but actually going to Poland really proves it to you. Amazing. Uh, are you going to go back and uh, spread the word about this program to other students? Definitely. It, it was the mo- Poland was the most inspiring week of my life, and uh, even though even though at times I didn't exactly enjoy Poland, uh, I still had one of the most transforming and inspiring times of my life. Any highlight you want to share with us from this summer, especially your time in Israel? Um, so. Right when we uh, got to Israel, it's uh, four in the morning, we're taking a bus, we're all tired out of our minds, and we arrive at the Kotel. And so we actually ended Poland at uh, the ghetto wall outside of Krakow, and then we and then we started Israel with a different wall, wow. with the Kotel. And for me, just like putting my head on the Kotel and just saying shakari, just something so basic, was something so amazing. And it was uh, it was very relieving. Yeah. Well said, Gabe Gross. Thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. And enjoy your Mencius wine. Yeah, thank you so much. Jamie Azarat of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Azarat, rather. Correct? Yeah. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where the Democrats are going to be meeting next week. Are you yeah. aware of that? I am. Are you a public school student in Philadelphia? I am. And what made you come to a TJJ Ambassadors Poland program? Um, well, I previously went on TJJ last year, right. and I had this thought process that, well, every Jew should go to Poland, right? Even though my mom was, she does not want to hear one word about Poland, but I thought, I felt very strongly about seeing what happened and knowing it so it can't be repeated again. And what were some of the things you saw that stick with you? Um, so something that prominently stuck with me was when we had gone to Majdanek, it's a concentration camp, we walked into the gas chamber and I'm like, okay, it's a room, they built it maybe as just a museum, you know, and I didn't realize it was the gas chamber, it was the actual one, it was just this plain room, these tiny little places for the gas to come out of, you didn't realize it was a gas chamber until we were told about it and I just broke down and it just stuck with me so much. That's a poignant moment, all right. Uh, you get to Israel. Give me yes. a highlight of the couple of weeks that you've been spending here. Oh, um, there's so much. We, I, I love the whole jumping from one thing to another. One morning we're in a yeshiva, and then the <laughs> afternoon we're in this army base playing paintball, with landing myself with a bruise for the next three weeks, you know? <laughs> or even, like, I had never been to the hotel so early in the morning, and that was just amazing for me, how little people there were, but how powerful it was for our group as a whole. It was just amazing. It sounds like a lot of people would say that it was a big highlight for them. Yes. 
um, and you'll be going back and telling people about how incredible this program is. 100%. I know it, it, for me it's difficult to talk about Poland because it's, it's kind of a depressing place, but to just like communicate it to them in any way possible and get them to go is just would be a, a miracle, like an amazing thing to do. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie Azaroff, Philadelphia. Enjoy the rest of the summer. You too. And Noah Campbell, is it? From Edmonton, Ontario? Edmonton, Alberta. I mean, Edmonton, Alberta. <laughs> Sorry about that. Unlike, unlike me to get that wrong, frankly. Uh, Noah, welcome to the show. Thank you. How's Jewish life in Edmonton? Jewish life in Edmonton is great. For me, it's sometimes difficult since the Jewish community isn't enormous. It's quite small, actually. And I'm the only religious Jew in my family. My family's not religious, but because of TJJ, it inspired me to kind of go back to my Judaism and make that connection with religious friends and with and with God. What's it like being with thousands of other Jewish kids in an environment like this? This is honestly incredible. I was here last year, but like this is even like like it's just so inspirational to be here. Like to remember from last year, like I, I couldn't remember how motivational, how inspirational, like the chills that you get being here when everybody's singing the same song is just incredible. How did you get chosen to be a TJJ ambassador and go to Poland? Sorry? How did you get chosen to be an ambassador and go to Poland? Yes, I did. So, last year, I had, like, an incredible, enjoyable experience. I felt this was something that maybe would answer questions. But I get to Poland, and it actually, you come out with more questions than you came with. But the thing that you learn is that how far the Jews have come since then is insane. Like, we were, like, so close to being destroyed by the Nazis. Yeah, we've come out and shown them there's more yeshivas, more synagogues than ever before. And just so far that we've come. And, like, you learn so much about yourself and about the Jews going through that experience. You are very inspiring, I must say. Thank uh, you. He is uh, from Edmonton, Ontario. Noah Campbell. I, I keep saying this. Ed, Edmonton. From Edmonton up in Canada. I'm not even going to try it. We're selling everybody where it is. Noah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. A pleasure meeting you. Miriam Peretz is speaking. Miriam Peretz is uh, an amazing speaker and somebody so important to the uh, Jewish people. She knows what it's like to have lost children in defense of the state and land of Israel, and she's addressing she's addressing the crowd right now. I ran, I shut the door. I didn't want no one to come to my home when they finally come in. I beg them and pray, please don't say the word, don't deliver the news. Just let me, my son, for one minute more. Because as long as you don't say those horrible news, my Elira still lives for one minute more. It has to be a mistake, I told them, because I paid for our existence here in Israel dozen years earlier. I paid so much. My first born Uriel, also an officer in a special unit of Golani, Sayeret Golani, was killed in Lebanon fighting the Hezbollah. And if it's not painful enough, my husband Eliezer can't accept the death 
of my firstborn, Uriel, and five years after, he also died of broken heart. So it was Erev Pesach, and we in Israel must celebrate Leila Seder, and we must celebrate Hanukkah and Purim, and we bury our children and continue how we can celebrate Leila Seder. And we gather to this Seder without Uriel, without Eliraz, without my husband Eliezer, and we cried when we read from the Haggadah, Bechol Dov Ador Omdim Alenu Lechalotenu. In every generation, they rise eyes to destroy eyes. In Uriel's it was Hezbollah, in Eliraz's it Hamas, and no, I was in Kiryat Arba. I saw no people, not women, an animal that come to the house with a knife to kill a little child that sleep at home. They come every, every day. They fight against us and we continue. So what I can do with this pain and sorrow? I have no privilege to be born in Israel. I born in Morocco. My parents didn't know to learn, they didn't know to read or to write. They only know one word in Hebrew, Jerusalem. For them, Jerusalem is paradise. For them, Jerusalem is something that they didn't see a picture of this Jerusalem. They did, nothing, they did not know nothing about this Jerusalem, but they understand that our home is in Jerusalem. So in 1964, we made Aliyah. And I never imagined that I will pay so much for this dream of my parents, for this Jerusalem. So what I can do with this pain and sorrow? I can continue to be in my bed, to cry about my destiny, to say, Akadosh Baruch Hu, why? To ask the government why? This is not my way. Every day when I wake up, I stand and I thank God for what I have today. When I saw you, I thank God that I can see the Jewish children continue to dance, continue to be happy. It is a big it is Yad Hashem, it is the hand of the God that we can, as a bereaved mother, I can see here you, I can take from you a power to continue in my life and also all the parents that lost their children in Israel. Many times I speak with Akadosh Baruch Hu, with the God. I ask this God, why me? Why my children? 
what I do wrong in this world? Why me that light the candles on Shabbat and pray, let me to see my children grow. Why me that do chesed? Why my children that I raise them in your mitzvot? I will never have answer to this question. So what I do? I dance every day with this God. Sometimes he threw me. Sometimes I threw him. Sometimes I put my head in the shoulders of this God. I hold this God. I never let him to go from me because I understand that the comfort will come to me only from Hashem. And I continue to believe in this God without knowing the answer to the death of my children. However, I have an answer why my children and all the soldiers fallen. They have fallen so today you can dance here. Please know you can dance here today only because many of soldiers are now, are now in the border. Maybe they will sacrifice their se themselves. They do it for you. My son Eliras told me that every operation, when he go to Gaza or to Jenin or Shechem or Lebanon, he took with him a big bag. But in this bag, he didn't put only bombs. He put all the eyes of Jewish children in the war. When these soldiers fight and fought, they fought for you. They let you to continue to be in your country, to live safely in your country. They fight for all the Jewish people in the world. So I continue, I meet every day, this is not my job, I do it voluntarily, I'm a supervisor, thank you, in office education, but I come to any place to tell you one thing, they can, they can kill our children, but they can't kill my will to continue to live. I continue to live because the life are stronger than the death. But what to do with our life? Not to waste our life for nothing. To be a good people. To do chesed. To help your community. To come to Israel to be with us in happiness and also in our sorrow. To continue to live with what Hazard say with a good eye. To see in the darkness the light. There are many lights in our world. You are a big light for us. Thank you for that. Thank you for being our light. And I want to finish with a little story for you. 
many people in the world in Israel they told me that I'm very very strong I want to tell you what is the meaning of heroism of bravery two days before Passover my second son fallen and my daughter-in-law Shlomit they live in Eli it's a settlement she asked me Miriam please can you come can you can come to our home in Eli you know how mothers love so much to be in the home of our children but in that moment it was very difficult for me how can I come to the house of my son Eliraz and knowing that he will never be again in this house? How can I see the bed of my son and knowing that he will never sleep in this bed? How can I see the Gemara, the Talmud, all the books of my son and knowing that he will never read from these books. But I hear a little voice. This is the voice of my grandson Or Hadash that was six years old. He said, Oh, it's good. Safta will come to our home. She will cook for us a meatballs. To cook meatballs? After you bury your child, you want only to be in the grave, to eat something that your son loves, you know how much it's difficult. And meatballs, this is our favorite food. And my son Eliraz, every time during the operation, he only think about the meatballs that he will eat when he come back home. So it was very difficult for me to cook for my, for my grandchildren meatballs. I asked one of my neighbors to buy for me the meat. I put this meat in the frigidaire. It was Friday at 4 o'clock in the morning. I wake up and begin to cry. Today I must go to the house of my son and I didn't cook these meatballs. I go outside. I shut it, I cry, and I ask the God, please God, what I ask you today to give me? No money, nothing. Please give me power to cook meatballs. It is so difficult for me. I come back to my home. I begin to prepare these meatballs and I spoke with my son Eliraz. Did you remember my beloved son? When you was one years old, I gave you the first meatball in your life. You didn't eat the meatball, you eat the sauce. When you was two years old, you put this meatball to your head and your face. When you was 32 years old, you come back from Lebanon with your soldiers. I gave you 20 meatballs 
and after two minutes you finish them. Now, my beloved son, please excuse me. I will continue to cook meatballs and you will never eat them again. When I come to Eli to my grandchildren, they didn't ask Safta, we are very happy to see you. They only asked me, did you cook for us meatballs? This is bravery. This is heroism. All the people in Israel, after they bury their children, they can continue to live, they dress, they cook, they eat the cakes that their children love so much. This is bravery. And I want to tell you, thank you for this evening. My dear friends, I would like to tell you how grateful I am and how grateful I'm Israel. All the people incredible of Israel and amazing words of Miriam Peretz, who lost two sons, of course, as members of the IDF, and her husband subsequently passed alone. away as well, from what and she described as a broken heart, addressing Yom Ensiaswai in a, in a uh, presentation that we just had to stay with as long as we could. Simply unbelievable. Um, we have Rabbi Yudin ready. This time, each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's Bolok. Pasha's Bolok, interestingly, does not have any mitzvot in the 104 psukim that are contained therein. So you have to ask yourself, hey, why is it included in the Torah? So clearly there's so many important, powerful lessons. To begin with, we know the story. Moab is afraid of B'nai Israel. Militarily, they realize that Israel has just defeated Sihon and Og, superpowers, there's no way that they can defeat Israel. And therefore, they realize that Israel is based upon a supernatural force called Hashem. So, what do they do? They hire Bilam to come and curse B'nai Israel. So Bilam initially is told by God, don't go with them. When emissaries come again, and Bilam clearly wants to go, God says, okay, kum lech itam, go with them. However, there's one stipulation. You are to say whatever I tell you to say. Now, very quickly, the rabbis in the Gemara Makos Yud Amid Beis teach us, we learn from here, man has free will. And the way he wants to go, that's the way they help him upstairs. You want to do good, they're going to help you to do good. And if you want to go the other way, yes, they'll help you to do that as well. I want to just point out something very fascinating. We should all be familiar with the Mishnah in the fifth chapter of Avos, Mishnah 22, 
whereby the Mishnah contrasts the students of Avraham Avinu and the students of Bilam. And to save time, I'll do it just in the English. Whoever has the following three traits is among the disciples of Avraham, and they are a good eye, a humble spirit, and a meek soul. And those who have, unfortunately, the opposite, an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, a greedy soul, are the disciples of Bilam. So the Mishnah contrasts the two. I'd like to share with you one or two other interesting contrasts between these two individuals. Namely, let's focus on the chamor, the donkey. Bilam's donkey speaks to him. God, as the Mishnah in that same parak tells us, created on the Friday afternoon at the end of the first week of creation, among the ten things that Hashem created was Pia Ason, the mouth of the donkey. The mouth of the donkey was there to show Bilam. Take a look. Even a donkey can talk. It's a gift, a gift from God. Use it, don't misuse it. The donkey plays a role in Avraham as well. When they come to the Akedah, and Abram sees, he sees the place from on far. He asks his attendants, who are Eliezer and Yishmael, do you see it? And they say no. So Abram says, You stay here with the donkey. The Talmud understands this to mean that you are like the donkey. Meanly, the donkey, as the word itself implies, is chumrios, materialism. And even though Eliezer might have been a great man, he didn't rise above the materialism. Avram Avinu goes beyond. Bilam, who received prophecy, the prophecy didn't make Bilam a better man. Avram Avinu's prophecy made him into a great person. The rabbis tell us on the Pasuk, when Avram buys the field from Ephron to bury Sarah, so the field itself became elevated, points out the Drushos Horan, because Avram Avinu was such a tzaddik, he was not only over and beyond the materialism, but he raised it as well. Nachum, I can't tell you how proud I am where you are and where you're broadcasting from. Nachum is at Yom NCSY. My friends, you should realize that Bli Ayin Hara, over 1,300 young men and women, teenagers from all across the United States, are now in Israel on all different programs. There's a program called NCSY Kolel. 230 boys learn Beliyai and Hara between 6 and 7 hours a day. There's a Mechlele program that I'm most familiar with that I was privileged to teach at for several summers, whereby unbelievably the girls learn 4 hours a day or more and they're involved in Chesed. There's TJJ. There's so many different programs of not just seeing the good in the land, but also also teaching these children values in life. Summertime is such a challenge. It used to be that going to a summer camp or a summer program was a luxury. Today it's a necessity. Two months, what are the children going to do? So much, often time, what they learn in school can be undone if it's the wrong 
influence going on during the summer. How proud we are of NCSY and that which they do. Namely, giving these children the opportunity to rise over the chamor, to rise over materialism. Yashikoach to Nachum and a great Yashikoach to NCSY for their many different programs, both for those that are committed and come from observant homes and those who don't yet come from observant homes that get turned on very often for a lifetime by these programs. Keep up the good work, Nachum. Shabbat Shalom to all. JM and the AM, thank you, Rabbi Yudin. Amazing words. And yes, this is an amazing program and an incredible night as we pre-record our Friday JM and the AM on a Thursday night at Yom NCSY. One of our favorites is here, Rabbi Dr. Noam Weinberg, who leads Jolt Israel for the first time. First time. And Noam, uh, doc, Rabbi Dr. Noam Weinberg is here with us at JM. We're friends, Noam. Yeah, I know. Friends, yeah. <laughs> you think I can just call you Noam, huh? Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's Welcome a back, to be here. I should say. Pleasure. You have a unique perspective on uh, on what youth enjoys. Uh, you've in the past, and I'm sure you're doing the same this year. You've led some really adventurous and wonderful programs, programs that give, in addition to the spiritual inspiration and all the different qualities that allow a child, a youngster, to grow in this environment. An incredible love of the land of Israel. Have you been able to do that with Jolt Israel? So, I'll tell you a Misa Shahaya from today. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. We landed on Monday. Right. Oh, you're just here a few days. Yeah. Uh, we started with the Shabbaton in the Five Towns, and then we flew together as a family. You know, I'm big into the family building. Yes, I know. I took the kids to the Kotel this morning. One of the boys broke down in tears. He said, how can I go home? I said, wow. <laughs> Three days? <laughs> Three days. Fantastic. <laughs> You're doing good work, huh? <laughs> You're doing very so, good work. We're trying. You know, the Tiulim that we take, the conversations that we have are really... The program is focused on leadership. But as I tell the kids, the, the main idea besides for leadership is really having them fall in love with Israel. I want them to fall in love with the land. And we talk about it talk about the zechus of being in Israel, the beauty of Israel. Every time we pass something I talk about, I say, everybody stop what you're doing. Look outside right now. Gorgeous. You don't see that anywhere in oh, the world. The sights here are just and amazing. they feel it, and they hear it, and they experience it. So after a while, it We have to mention, by in. the way, and I don't mean to interrupt, but the Haftanah is safe for Torah, and we know how important this is to uh, the Cutlers and, the, uh, and everybody at NCSY because it has uh, brought in so much... Uh, uh, sponsorship money for their scholarship programs for the summer programs. It's happening as we speak right behind us in the amphitheater. Achnasa Sefer Torah of the Torah dedicated to David Cutler's parents. Wanted to mention that and that celebration is going to continue uh, over the next uh, few minutes in the background. Um, I, I, do you have a full bus? What do you got? Yeah, we're a full, we're a full tour. We have yeah. uh, 40 kids right. from all over America. All over the place. All, huh? Really all over America. It's, and it's and you're meeting, cool. you have an ability hey, to um, really attention. appreciate the unique personalities of each of every one of these youngsters. So when exactly. you build a family, you have people who really come from different backgrounds and different yeah, types of personalities. Absolutely. Well, you know, the other, the other piece of what we're trying to do is redefine leadership, meaning Everybody thinks the leader is the cool kid or the kid that wears the best clothing or whatever. I'm like, the leaders on our program are the ones that are that can draw a crowd, the ones that aren't afraid to to meet new people, that that can do interesting things. 
That, that to me is a leader. I have a kid on the program, fantastic kid from Chicago. Yeah. He's a magician. Knows how to do magic. He's a magician. The kid draws a crowd. It is the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. He'll stand there. All of a sudden, he'll have 10, 15 people standing around him. He'll do the most amazing tricks. I said, you are going to be the magician on our program. <laughs> and he brought like 18 decks of cards with him. And he brought a whole... You've but designated him. designated him. But the idea is that every single child has that. And so we try and hone in on it. And designation means empowerment. Absolutely. Once they're given that position, yep. especially if it's something they enjoy doing, they run with 100%. it. And they feel empowered. Right, Dr. Noam Weinberg is with us. Jolt Israel this Shabbos. You're in Tiveria, correct? Yep. What goes on on a Shabbaton like that? The first Shabbos that Jolt is together in Israel. So, obviously a lot of eating. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, we'll have a tish. Talk a little bit more about the Kedusha of where we are. Talk a little bit more about leadership. We're big into bringing out the questions that the kids have and really having them ask them and addressing them and addressing them and addressing them and being honest and making them feel safe that's very important to me safe not just physically safe but emotionally safe no question is stupid no question is boring no question is inappropriate ask it if it's on your mind ask it and we're going to treat you maturely and we're going to answer it that's important to them unbelievable I mentioned yesterday to David Cutler on the air and one of the things I enjoyed when we had the privilege of having you as one of our leaders, <laughs> an era that we were very happy with, you should know. Thank you. Um, we, we enjoyed as parents of the program reading your emails every single day. Why is it so vital to you to get every single detail of the day? And I don't even know how you do it with the running the program. Thing. Why is it important to you to get every single detail of the day out to parents who are back in the United States? Because I want parents to be part of the experience. Because when the kids come back and they share their memories, I want the parents to live it with them. I had today, somebody came over to me and said, I read your email and I want you to know I love the way you talk about the food. Do you remember how I, <laughs> I, I remember your details about the food. You, should you know, know, I'm a food guy. So I, I, I talk I, but about you feel food. that's important. You I, feel I why ignore important. any part of it. Because what Jewish mother doesn't want to hear that the kids are eating good food. <laughs> But it's not just that. It seems you want every detail out there. I, it's important. It's important for the parents Even to be part of that. Even if it seems mundane. Absolutely. Amazing. Because even the mundane is important for the kids. Yeah, no question about that. Um, you've led tourist Israel in the past. Right. This is your first year with NCSY. Right. Uh, have you heard back from those from past years? And this is not a loaded question. I'm not asking about my own kids. I'm being serious about about watching them grow, seeing what they've become, Absolutely. leadership skills that have been implemented. Have you seen all that? Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. I've written countless recommendations for yeshivas, for kids. They're constantly texting me, WhatsApping me, Shilas, questions that they have, hashkafa, halacha, whatever it is. It's awesome. I, Isn't I, it amazing how, and in your case, it's less than two months. What is it, a five-week program? Yeah, five-week program. Isn't it amazing how five weeks seem to sometimes do more than a 10-month school year can do. Yeah. It really is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing thing. I was actually just talking about it. And parents need to know that. Today. They're listening now. Parents need to know that. You know, they wonder, and look, the investment is very difficult for a lot of parents. 100%. You know how it is, yeah. tuition in general, yeah. all that. But it's something they have to consider because it's such an important element in the it, upbringing it of changes, our youth. It literally changes lives. It is, it is so beyond amazing to watch it. The Sipika Nefesh, I mean, for me... In, in in a little over a month is worth it. It's worth all the hard work. Unbelievable. Even you grow in your leadership qualities. Oh, huh? absolutely. The last letter of the Sefer Torah is being written as we Please. speak. It is being written as we speak. The final letter. And I am told that the final letter is being written by a TJJ... I, I don't know if I should say camper. It might be somebody who was a TJJ camper who's now a Madrich on TJJ. But that's who's 
filling in the last letter of the uh, of the Torah, and uh, the Sachnas Sefer Torah celebration will commence. Rabbi Dr. Noam Weinberg, enjoy Jolt Israel, enjoy Tveria, and every other area of Israel. It's a, always a pleasure to spend time with it you. Is a and great, I really mean that, actually, I, by the way. I'm not just saying that. I really I, love spending time I, with I you. And I mean it when I say I love hanging out with you. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we're heading to a song first, a very short song, maybe? We'll go to, we'll go to a short song commemorating the Sefer Torah celebration with the great Rup Shlomo Kalbach and continue with more as we start to wrap up a Friday at JM in the AM. better selection to commemorate Ahmad Sefer Torah than Kimitsia on Tete Torah. That is, of course, uh, the best of Rav Shlomo Kalbach. Rabbi Benevitz corrected me. It seems that, uh, as one would suspect, that David Cutler uh, likely wrote the last letter, the next-to-last letter, written by somebody who graduated TJJ, not quite sure how else to put it, and is now in Kolel? Or That's right. Is now in Kolel. Learning an NCSY. Kolel, a true As NCSY a success story, 100%. And from what city? Do you know where he's from? He's from Atlantic Seaboard, from, from Baltimore. From Baltimore. Right. The significance of 
of that honor being given to him, you would say? Well, that's what this entire evening is about. It's about growth, and it's about the future, and it's about the progression of our entire people. And represented, what better way to represent it with this young man filling out a letter of this Sefer Torah in the presence of his leaders and his Rabbeim and Rav Shechter and this incredible, incredible crowd. Uh, Rabbi Benevitz, of course, directs NCSY Cole. I should have mentioned that, but you heard him yesterday on JM and the AM as we were at his home base in Beit Meir. Um, it is uh, David Cutler is addressing the crowd and thanking everybody as the Sachnasa Sefer Torah continues. The um, the remarkable and incredible night that this is. Not that I would think otherwise, but do the Kolel guys appreciate it as much as all the other groups do? Are they having a good time here tonight? You know, it's a great question. They, they absolutely are, because they see this incredible energy like we all do, and, and it's just overwhelming. And you ask yourself, well, what is that energy all about, and what is that energy say to you and what what does it mean to you and, and I know what it means to me and I know what it means to the 225 boys on NCSY Colo it means that in a in a world and at a time where sometimes the tomorrow doesn't seem like such an exciting place and, and not a place that we'll all want to be especially in this neck of the woods in the Middle East you look at this gathering in this spot in this land of Israel and you say to yourself, tomorrow uh, tomorrow's pretty exciting. Tomorrow you live seems in like Israel, right? I certainly For do. For how long? We just finished our bar mitzvah year, 13 years wow. after bringing groups in the summer and then having the challenge of going back at the end of those summers. 13 years ago, we came with the group and, and stayed and uh, said our goodbyes in the airport. It is uh, one of the things we've been emphasizing tonight, which we spoke somewhat about last night, is the love of the land that is being transmitted to those from all these different backgrounds. Uh, so many of the Kolel boys, of course, from religious affiliation and uh, Yeshiva High School education, etc. And then we met so many tonight. I'm still intrigued by this whole TJJ thing and public school youth going to a program like this. We met so many of them who really had no... For some of them, they're the only Jew in their high school. That's correct. For some of them. And they're here and they get such an appreciation for the land to the point where they're saying here on the air that, that our function is to go back and fight for Israel. That's right. Which is remarkable. Well, you have to see it to believe it. You have to see what they're doing to believe it. And they have to see this land to know what it really is and to know what it's about. It's not turning on the television and hearing about uh, this story and that story that might scare you off. It's coming here and saying... This is where we belong, and this is where we're going to be. That's true. By the way, you see the vantage point that we've had when all the dancing broke out and all the songs began? It's just amazing. Absolutely. And, and I always wanted to be a sportscaster. <laughs> I feel like we're in the skybox now. And these kids don't want to sit down. No, no, no. Their they don't want to sit remarkable. down now. They don't want to sit down tomorrow. They want to dance and sing and, and reach, for, uh, reach for the sky. And you're ready for another great Shabbos at NCSY Colwell. Well, we actually have an off Shabbos this oh. week. Uh, after the week we've had Get with a little you bit of a last break. night. Uh, it'll be a little bit of a break. We're That's the cause right. of that, huh? We'll be right back uh, at it uh, Sunday morning, and uh, we got a lot more to do. Well, for in a, in a lot of ways, this has replaced, I guess, your your shop, regular Shabbos gathering because they're used to the singing right. and the dancing, and here they had an opportunity. And our, to and our Thursday night learning as well. We're fulfilling it here with everybody. It's it's the best way to do it. Rabbi Benevitz, I thank you. You're doing a remarkable job. Very impressed by what you're doing with NCSY Colwell, and you're obviously very proud of all the different programs that are thriving during this summer here in Israel. So yes. Couldn't be more proud, and thank you so much for being proud of part of it and for bringing your audience along with you. Appreciate it. Brian Moshe Benevitz, everybody. He directs NCSY. Kolel has been an amazing host for us over the last couple of days. All right, what are we up to? In, say it again.
David Cutler is actually describing and discussing his parents at this moment. Can we get this on? Yes. We're doing a Hagba and a Galila. That is the only time in my life I will have ever announced that. We're doing a Hagba and a Galila. <laughs> and what's unique about that is that it's hard to do a Hagba without a Galila. Elliot, going to do Hagba. Elliot Hagba. And Mr. Chagai Cutler is going to do Galila. Wow, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. We get to wrap things up with Hachnasa Sefer Torah and seeing the Torah be completed. This is a Torah, by the way, that's going to be used in the United States for NCSY national programs, including the Yarche Kala and other gatherings, especially those close to the New York area, but really anywhere, uh, when hundreds of students get together and, uh, and participate in NCSY programs. How are we on time? Where are we? Uh, where do we stand here? Oh, really? Okay. So I'm assuming that there's going to be uh, some type of celebration that we're going to be able to air for everybody and 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 show to everybody in a moment. And that is breaking out right now. So we're going to stay with our scene of uh, Yom NCSY as it starts to wind down, but has really hit a crescendo with the Hasmasa Sefer Torah, and we will continue to air it through all of our audio sources, including jmnam.org and, of course, on the NSN app, where you can comment on anything happening during any of our programs. A reminder that Monday we're going to be airing the show that we do this coming Sunday at Yeshiva. At Yeshiva Makar Chaim. Thank you. Yeshiva Makar Chaim in the Gush. And a Mazel Tov to Matas Weingast, who commemorates the 200th JM Sunday presentation this coming Sunday, a 200th program that uh, Matas is going to be presiding over. Elliot Tansman with the Hagba. Oh, very nice. Yes, I'm pretty sure he's director of recruitment. Wow. He could do a Hagba, huh? Matis will interview Michael Haruni, creator and editor of the Nahalel series of Sidurim, inspirational format with amazing photography. You can check out nehalel.com and see for yourself. And that happens this coming Sunday on JM Sunday, which is a Shivasar Batamus.
listening and watching to the Hadassah Sefer Torah celebration as it commences here at NCSY's Yom NCSY. Not bad to have Shlomo Katz singing <laughs> at, at your Hadassah Sefer, Sefer Torah. Image of the uh, Sarat Hadibros on top of Harsinai in the background. I'm not sure that the camera can pick that up. They've been doing a great job with the graphics tonight. I'll play that Absolutely. Check out the video at NapalmSingle.com. You'll see what this celebration is like with all these hundreds of kids dancing. It's just amazing. Those are teenagers dancing with a Sefer Torah and an Israeli flag. Amazing. Doesn't get much better than this, boss. I want to personally thank Rabbi Benevitz, Rabbi Benevitz who has been a phenomenal host. Both David Cutler and Rabbi Benevitz really have led these programs for us, and I thank you very much for your hospitality. Thank you very much for being here and added a tremendous amount to everything we're doing. and thank the uh, different people who helped us with this trip and it will continue as we'll do Monday's JM and AM from Israel big thank you to our friends at Travel Cell TravelCell.com big thank you to our friends from Travel Cell TravelCell.com there at 718-382-6500 718-382-6500 and to all of those who have been a great help to us here at JM in the AM it is time to say good Shabbos on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Balak Erev Shabbos Parshas Balak outside of Israel. And it is time to say good Shabbos with Journeys. Candle lighting 8 o'clock in the New York, New Jersey area. And this is JM in the AM. The sun is going down. It's shining through the trees. Another week's gone by. Become a memory. So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do 
job is Cause all your work is done I'm gonna spend the day together with the Holy One Say a special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine Man and his creator, it's a very special sign your candles will be burning They'll fill your home with light Singing songs of Shabbos Well into the night So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do things up. It's time to say good Shabbos with Journeys, candle lighting, 8 o'clock, Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Balak, outside of Israel. Um, again, I thanks, uh, thanks to Travel Cell and TravelCell.com. They're at 718-382-6500. Need a phone, need a MiFi card or anything else to help you keep in touch with your friends and family back in the United States. You make sure to contact Travel Cell, and we thank them very much. Big thank you to our entire staff. We'll have an opportunity Monday to thank more uh, to do more thank yous because we'll still be doing our broadcasting from Israel through Monday morning here at JM in the AM. Uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Big thank you to NCSY, everybody at the OU, 
all everybody who um, hosted us at NCSY Cola on Wednesday night and everybody who hosted us at Yom NCSY Thursday night. And I'm glad we were able to bring you this special Erev Shabbos program from Yom NCSY on a Friday morning broadcast of JM in the AM. Weekly update with Malcolm Holmline returns next week. We'll have that for you. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Naomi Nachman with a brand new edition of Table for Two coming up next on the stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Great weekend. We will speak to you Monday still from Israel. Till then, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.